<laughs> well, make sure you're talking okay. into it. So get you the, sound, get yeah. the mic as close to you as possible. So you too as well. We're live, guys. Just don't Our spill the water. Yeah, yeah, I need wrap. my coffee, bro. Tighten those. <laughs> Back one as well. You're okay here. I How's the height for you? Is it okay? It's good, yeah. Okay. The closer you are to it, the better you sound. See? <laughs> okay. Okay. You if, you, if you come farther, you're going to sound like me. You want to sound... You see how... Yeah. Okay. It looks like one of those things you sing into at the recording. <laughs> well, basically, that's what it it's, is. It's called a mic. <laughs> everybody gets to sing a track after the uh, show. Okay. You guys could hear everybody? Yeah. 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 We're good? Yeah. yeah. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we, All three. Yeah, we, we, always, we always start off the show with the good morning because it's, it's morning somewhere. Right. And, and when, this goes li- when this goes live and it goes on Facebook and YouTube and Spotify and now we're with iHeartRadio, um, yes. you can be listening to it at now, yeah. 5 in the morning, 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning on your way to work. So that's why we would just say, you know what, good morning. Uh, our special guest today... Um, Mr. Harut and Mr. Rosario. Welcome, guys. Um, Before we start the show, uh, really quickly, guys, comment-wise, let's keep it to a PG, or at least a rated PG-13. Respectful. Yeah, respectful comments, respectful questions. Uh, The guys literally took time out of their Monday to come here, sit down with us, and this this is one of the first interviews you guys have done after the wedding, right? Or any sort of interview you guys have done? Yeah. So, you know, let's 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 they all be. Le- they were they did Larry King in this one. <laughs> <laughs> is Larry King still alive? Is he still around? <laughs> Larry's still editing his shit right now. <laughs> Louisa just texted me. She's like, "Urek, I'm waiting." Uh, so, <laughs> it's a, uh, like I said, uh, let's keep let's keep the comments PG, respectful, um, and then um, you know, if if you have any questions, any co- anything that you guys want to ask Rosario and Harut, they'll be more than happy to. I mean, there's certain, obviously we have certain limitations to what we could talk about, but other than that, if we don't feel comfortable talking about it, the guys will, you know, will pass on it and we'll move on. But, uh, welcome guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Of course. Uh, like right off the bat, um, you guys had one of the most interesting weddings. Well, I don't want to say interesting, but controversial weddings. And it was more controversial on the, you know, we were speaking about it on the, off the podcast on the Armenian side. Right. And How many sides are there? Just two sides. Two sides. Well, Ar- well, Armenian and Italian. Well, and and, and co- it's funny. It's crazy. Culturally, we're very similar. Yeah. We're yeah, very we're similar. similar culturally, but uh, the controversial side was more of on the uh, Armenian side, and uh, it's I mean, what what ha- what happened as far as um, comments and all that stuff. I mean, were you guys okay? And not to you know, step on JJ or the videographer, I think it was Eric or Stavro? Stavro. Stavro's business or anything, but you guys were okay with it going public, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, in general nowadays, everybody posts and, you know, socializes their weddings and events in general, and I think that's how, you know, the vendors use it as marketing tactics for them to gain more business, which is wonderful. Uh, a little closer, please. We were, you, yeah. um, <clears throat> we were asked, you know, if we wouldn't mind having our wedding put up on social media and naturally we said yes and and you know we were just two humans who decided to get married and have a wedding and literally overnight it became this like celebrity filled sensation in a sense where we were on 16 different national Armenian news stations within the next morning Mm -hmm. we had full spread articles done about our wedding the following morning and then that week and and 
we literally just got married, woke up the next day, and we're like, ah, you know, we're getting ready to go to his parents' house for a barbecue, and our telephones are blowing up, our friends in Armenia are messaging us, people are, like, sending us text messages, photographs of, like, articles and, like, video clips, and it was just so overwhelming, and it, it was... It was a lot, I think, for, for us, in a sense. And we were just on such a high cloud nine. I think that night, after the barbecue, we ended up going out to a bar in West Hollywood. And these three super young, super beautiful uh, Armenian ladies oh, yeah. uh, were coming out of the club as we came out of the cab, out of the Uber, right? And they saw us, and they just kind of stopped, and they're like, hey, 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 hey. Oh, my God, it's them. And they're pointing at us, and... You know, and we're just like, what in the hell? I had, I was asleep in the cab because I was exhausted. Yeah. And then I woke up and I'm walking towards the, the club. And, and, and I didn't understand what was going on until after we went in. And we're like, oh, my God, she's talking about our wedding. She probably said on social media. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. And, uh, JJ's page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought nobody mean? knew JJ. So I guess everybody does Man, know Man, that JJ, guy yeah. is more popular than <laughs> Ellen. I remember watching it live. And I think there were at 1.600 plus live people watching JJ's live feed. That was crazy. And I couldn't keep up with the comments, the man. Funny it thing was, was crazy. The funny thing was, people, he was, obviously, you know, he has a large team of people that work different events in one day. He doesn't just do one wedding. I guess he had his team at a different wedding, and he was saying that people at that wedding were sitting and watching <laughs> our wedding <laughs> at that. I mean, that was crazy. You know? wow. Like, the wedding started, the wedding started, everybody's like, he said it was like, Rosario, close, please, come close. And everybody was on their yeah. cell phones watching our weddings. I was like, oh. That's crazy. So who picked JJ and, and Stavro? Was it you or Stavro? I mean, initially when we were discussing photographers, he's JJ is probably just, not probably, he's 100% a genius at what he does. And, you know, I've followed his work for a long time. I used to do event planning years ago. And so I worked with him numerous amount of times with different clients I had, and I've seen his work in forever. And it was only natural for me to want to go with him just because his artistic views and his approach to photography is just wonderful. And um, and I also wanted to kind of give him uh, something different, in a sense, to kind of play with, which would be a gay wedding, because I know he'd mm -hmm. never shot one. So I knew it would be a fun project for him, and I knew he'd be the right fit for it. And uh, when we were discussing photographers, it was only natural to want to go with him. And uh, we went to his office, and we kind of sat down, and, and I said, uh, you know, I'm getting married. And he's like, oh, my God, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I was like, and I want you to do my wedding. And he was like... Okay, <laughs> you know, and he's like, I'm on board. He's like, 100. But, but I've never done a gay wedding before, and I was like, You're fine. Don't worry about it. I go, Once the camera's on, I go, We'll be good. Don't worry about it. And I mean, he he ended up being more excited about taking pictures of us than we were on our wedding day. He became. It's like his creative yeah. juices were flowing more and more as wow. our, our our engagement, or not our engagement, our pre-wedding <laughs> photo shoot. I mean, he was just like, do this, do that. Let's get this shot. Let's get that shot. Let's do this, the angle. And we're both, I'd say, really good looking guys, right? And so the camera loves us and we love it back. So it just kind of was a natural fit. It went really, really well. I got to go back and listen to the old podcast. Did JJ, you know, last year, did he say that he's going to be shooting a gay wedding? No. He did not. He, he did not mention. He it. says he had never done one. I remember. I, I think he said, "I'm going to be shooting my first gay wedding." Well, maybe he can comment, right? Yeah. I know. He's but I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back and I listen. Know he's to watching this now. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff happened actually after the wedding. Now, you guys got married. How soon were the highlights ready? Was it like a week or two weeks after, or was it like five days? <clears throat> the video came out. Well, JJ had the pictures up and going literally the next yeah. week. 
you know, our pictures were up and going the next week. And um, I mean, it was overwhelming with the amount of people that um, gravitated towards the images and were so verbal about their feelings and emotions and their scriptures of the Bible. So interesting. Um, people had a lot to say, you know, when the images came out. I think the following week, right, was when it the was when videography JJ, yeah. aired. The videography aired the following week, which I think went even more out there in a sense. And who put it on YouTube? Your wedding's on YouTube, the, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stavro did or Stavro? Which is another thing. I mean, a lot of people have come to us and um, not come to us, but have said um, abrasively, well, why would you put it out there for people to see? It's your business. You, you know, you keep it to yourself. Why, why is it out there? And why are they? A lot of people said, and I'm going to say it in Armenian, is they said things like, Mets ekrani vrain chik did harsanika. Um, well, Metzikran referring to YouTube, right? Is Bigger what, platform is, is yeah. what is what they call, I guess, YouTube in a sense. And it's like I said earlier, it's it, this is just the nature. We live in 2020, and everyone's on social media. Everyone's using a platform to you know utilize their marketing, and everyone's weddings on YouTube for God's sakes, and on but, Instagram. Yeah. And but Stavro puts all his uh, every, yeah all every his wedding he does. On, uh, all of them are on all YouTube. of them. All all are on every YouTube. every every um, before we we Rosario. Picked, Come on, my man. Before we uh, we picked Stavro, <laughs> a little closer. He sh he showed me uh, Stavro's page, mm -hmm. YouTube. I literally watched almost every single wedding he shot. Yeah, before you see. decided to. Yeah, and then once we met him, um, very he's such a genuine person. He's like, I'm willing to work with you guys. Even like JJ, uh, JJ got to come to my house. Mm -hmm. He made me feel so comfortable for him shooting. That was his first time shooting me. Um, he was like, Rizal, do this. You need to do this. Um, when you say your house, the day of the wedding, day when they the go wedding, to the... Yeah. Okay. JJ went to his JJ house. JJ went to my house. The other I guys see. came to my to house. your house. Because um, working with JJ in, in the in the pre-shoot, I got comfortable with with JJ. So JJ came to my home mm -hmm. to continue that. He just shot us like we're just another couple just getting married. And we were just, instead of one man and, and one woman, we're two men getting married. Mm. Now, if, if let's just first say... JJ decided not to take that wedding. Somebody else was going to take that job. So why not have JJ be the one shooting your wedding? Well, he was the only person we wanted to you shoot our have. wedding. So the, the goal was to get him. Now, now I know JJ got a lot of sh uh, shit. He did. He people. did. It was unfortunate because a lot of ignorant and uneducated people did decide to speak out and say a lot of abrasive things to him and also to his wife, um, who is just a bystander. She's married to him. You understand? So... Um, a lot, a lot of backlash, and, and it's unfortunate, but you know what? The, um, that's, I guess, within the nature of the situation, in a way, and um, it was time, and it is 2020, and it is time for everyone, not just Armenian people, to realize that you know, gay men and women will be getting married, and will have the same rights as you have for the rest of your life, and it's not going to change. You know, yeah. We will be getting married in churches, we will have children, we do drive cars, we do own houses, we do go on vacations, we do shop, we do... Eat. Get haircuts <laughs> and live and eat and breathe just like everyone else does. Now, can know? we go back to the church? Yeah. yeah. Yes. There's this a question right about that. Right about there. So <laughs> stop. Uh, I know that the Armenian church wouldn't allow it. I would never want to get married in an Armenian church. Now, uh, did you ask? <laughs> and how, how do no. people find the church that does allow gay marriage? Um, well, churches in general do. I think it's the diocese. So the issue is the diocese. Um, the Armenian diocese does not believe and allow 
gay marriage. Mm-hmm. The Greek Orthodox diocese does not allow. The Catholic diocese does not. They don't allow, right? So, for example, our state allows gay marriage, but the diocese in the church does not, so they cannot marry you. So which diocese did you go with? We are The church that we got married in used to be a Catholic church, but got converted into a... Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Cathedral. It's, it's a pres- Presbyterian <laughs> or a Lutheran church or something Presbyterian. like that. Regardless, the church is a cathedral and used to be a Catholic church, but they got converted to being a Presbyterian or a Lutheran church. But we did an entire full Catholic mass with a Catholic priest who was gay from the Roman Catholic church. Who's um, after he came out, he left the Roman Catholic church and um, now practices at a Lutheran church. And Mm -hmm. we did a full Catholic one hour mass. Wow. One of the nicest ones I would say too. Thank and, you. And that's yeah. what that's what all the oh, there's there's a ton of compliments here about what an extravagant wedding it is. Well, you it guys, was. this wedding made my wedding <coughs> yeah, look like. Yeah, it was. I mean, everything play, from know? from the style to uh, that how unmatched it was, and uh, uh, let's see. You know, to lot be, of, you're, get, you're getting a lot of positive <laughs> comments. Thank you. I don't see, think you were expecting. You see, whatever that, right? I said worked in the beginning. <coughs> I think. Yeah, the whole, I think like, so. Everybody's like, "Why a church? Why a church?" For me. My dream was to get married in a church and to have that Catholic Roman ceremony. Because for me, getting married is a sacred thing. The same thing between a man and a woman. I wanted the same thing. So when I walked into this church, this church was a phenomenal, very had that old feeling cathedral that this is it. And when I saw this church, I'm like, this is a dream of mine to get married. And we're going to get married in this church. Felt Mm -hmm. right. It felt, as soon as we walked in, I'm like, this is it. This is where we're getting married at. And again, to go back, the reason why I instantaneously told you I would never get married in an Armenian church, because, and not to ban our diocese in any sort of way, but from what I've seen, and I'm 34 years old, so for the past 34 years, or a good 20 years, let's say, that I've been cognizant to know this, any Armenian church I've walked into has been nothing but a business and a scam in so many ways. It's unfortunate, but it is. The church is that, for example, our priest didn't take one dollar from mm-hmm. us. He did our engagement. He married us. And he did our hoskab. Uh, we did a hoskab, an engagement, and a wedding. Did you donate anything to the church or we any did. foundation? But so, he never asked but us it was for voluntary. one dollar. Voluntary. Not for yeah. one. This man did what a priest <clears throat> is supposed to do. He came and he prayed for us. He came and he dedicated his time. He, he, he sat in a car and made sure that he was there. And he did our prayers. And he did the full mass. And not once did he ask for one dollar. Not once did he ask for a donation. And even right. the church that we, you know, we, we, we did at the church, the church, you know, was expensive, but that was because we wanted to rent out the church for the entire day for mm. our service. That's the difference. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's super unfortunate because nowadays people get married and they shell out so much money to these churches. And I've personally seen myself, priest hands you a Bible and expects you to put money in it yeah. and hand it back to him. What is that? That's, well, that's... I, I personally had that experience at my wedding because mine was an outdoor wedding in uh, Palm Springs. And when I, as you know, a lot of priests will not marry you outside of the church. So mm-hmm. that was a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And the priest I found, uh, I asked him again, you know, would you come out there? I've, I really respect you. I've heard a lot of great things about you. And I had gone to his church several times prior to that. 
He goes, yeah, I will. And I said, what do I need to pay you? He goes, I don't want any money. I said, well, at least bring your wife with you. You'll be my guest that evening, right. which they were. And then my wife and I, we uh, wrote a check to one of the nonprofits that he's involved with. Again, without him ever asking for anything. Right. That's so it does exist. Yeah, Even yeah. it exists in the Armenian community as well. Maybe, rare. Maybe rare. rare. Very rare. <laughs> in my personal opinion, the state and the church should never, should never basically work together. The church should always be separate. The state should always be separate. It is. Just like we get, the state screws up for everything. The government screws up everything. So the state and the church should always be separate. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. So you think the church is so innocent? That government can go screw that it's, up too. It, no, it's not. It's not about the innocence. It's I don't about think any church is innocent. Yeah. Every here's the thing. Not everybody. Not everybody is a hundred percent. There's people that are obviously uh, in the church. Uh, look at it this way, bro. You think, for example, the uh, what is it? Uh, the Pope and you know the entire Roman Catholic Church and everything. They're innocent. No, man. There's Molesting so much corruption. Everybody. There's yeah. so much corruption there as well. But at the same time, there are there's good people out there as well. Like your your priest, yeah, yeah. Father what, Vosgen was amazing. Oh, it was Vosgen, right? Yeah. 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 I, see, that not every priest would do that. It's not DJ Vosgen, is it? No. Uh, speaking of DJ, <laughs> thank God. Harry was saying DJ High Effects. He's like, I I DJed your thirtieth. He's offended. You didn't. He did. He, he didn't he's, DJ he's your wedding. Awesome, awesome guy. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Harry, guy. don't be offended, my friend. Love him. He's super great. Maybe their kids' baptism. They'll they'll have you DJ. Right, right. Harry, right. I was DJing for the wedding. <laughs> no, for sorry. the kids' baptism, I'm bringing every Armenian singer known to man. <laughs> so you guys want kids? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And it's the plan. Adoption, surrogate, what's the plan? Uh, surrogate. Okay. We're going to go the surrogate route. Have you guys found somebody? Well, the process is actually kind of crazy. We've been doing a lot of research and talking to different um, agencies, and it's a lot. I don't know if you guys have done any research about surrogacy, but no. um, it's no. pretty expensive. We had a fertility specialist a few weeks ago, actually, but uh, we discussed surrogacy briefly, but it was not about the process and the cost. The yeah. Surrogacy yeah. is about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred? Yeah. No Are joke. Are you serious? And who does that money go to? The well, surrogate? A lot or? of it is no. the legal fees, attorney fees. Oh, attorneys. Mm. Medical system is not cheap, as you would know, amigo. Yeah. Anything medical is not cheap. It's it's a business. It's also a business. So, okay, so I have a question about that. If you were to have a female friend. Who wants to carry your baby? What's what's the harm in that? Why do you need to go through a half a million dollar process? I think that's, a, that's really sticky in the sense that um, <clears throat> I think women in general who bear children, uh, what I've seen um, throughout the years is, you know, you build a natural connection to someone mm-hmm. that you carry a human within you for nine months of time. And you run with the risk of a connection happening with the child and the mother after birth. Right. And um, it's not something that I would feel comfortable um, wanting to, I don't want to say share, but kind of co-parent, of I course. guess. With, in a sense, I would rather have someone have my child. You know, so we're saying I, I that take my child, in a sense. <laughs> have the kid and hand it over. Exactly. We, can, we can get uh, an egg from a friend, but have somebody else carry, carry it. it. But right. the cost is still there. I'm, I'm, I'm referring right. to somehow. We, right. If we find, for say, a friend that will carry it and a friend that will donate the egg... We will cut, cut the cost. The cost. Uh, still be a hundred something thousand still, dollars. Yeah. So but, we'll, um, wait, a significant difference. But you yeah. still got you got the egg, yeah. but you're gonna need sperm. 
Well, right. they have it. Well, I they understand. So, just because they're getting it, we have that. We have plenty of those. I understand that. My question is, which one of you gets to? Who's gonna Who's gonna be the genetic, biological donor? I, I guess think we'll both shoot and see who's the stronger. <laughs> <laughs> or would you guys just mix it up and throw it up and see then. who hits? Or how does that work? Jesus That'd be pretty Christ. awesome if we could get a mixture of both. That'd be a dynamic Not time. yet. They said within 10 years, we no, no longer need a female to carry. A man carries both chromosomes. <clears throat> so they can oh, take true. a portion from one part of one man and then take another one and have a child. I know currently we were re- I was reading on it. It's... In the process, it's in trials, but it's about like, 10 years out. As far as you're not needing a female? Right. No, no, no. Not no, needing no. a female or not using needing, both of your... We just need a female for the oven, but both of our sperm will without an Work egg. together. What about yes. the egg? And the DNA will be 100% will say his and mine. That would be... No, 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 no. Rosario. We had it. We had gotta a fertility... You got to speak into the mic, yeah, brother. Gotta, <laughs> ah. Come on, man. Okay. We had a fertility <laughs> specialist. In, in order for you to create a human being you need an egg you need a sperm and you need a what was it a uterus alcohol <laughs> and, you, and, alcohol. and you need a uterus depending, well, on, I, I depending don't, on what your partner looks I mean, like I, I, would, I would love to see what you, you you were talking about as far as two i mean two dnas and then just an oven i mean it has to be planted into an egg right no no, no. yes yes, yes of it course it egg. goes in the egg what he's talking Absolutely. about is combining two separate males the semen the men one. carries two chromosomes, <coughs> both chromosomes. Correct. So they'll pull one from one and one. So right now they're just trying to figure out how. And you said that's 10 years in? Yeah, 10 well, years. I don't know. These are articles that yeah, yeah, yeah. we see These are articles that we're reading on. 10 years, 10 years true, usually we don't means, know. It means like 20. Yeah, yeah. 20, 30. So, yeah. Because since we've been looking for the, the whole surrogate process, it all... Yeah, yeah more and more stuff, stuff pops, pops up. Pops yeah, up yeah, online, so we're reading that. Is there, is there a reason why not adopt and go towards the surrogate system? I mean, just I think question. Um, it's just the interest of seeing what our own child would look like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's that level of interest of knowing you know, what your, your genes and what your DNA can produce <clears throat> and what your offspring would look like. You know what I mean? And, and, and what characters they'll portray yeah. and have, you know, and how you can teach them and how you can identify with them. We're definitely not against adoption. We love the concept of adoption. Um, and if we're in a position in our lives where we're able to have more children, more than one, um, then, you know, that might be a possibility. We'll be the next gay uh, Brad and Angelina and adopt mm-hmm. all these kids from, like, Thailand and Africa and all that. Depending on so, how the house looks, we have some people ready. We have some questions about the the process of. I I know we're going to get to also. Uh, I think discussing um, the wedding and church, uh, we had some questions. But, I gave up on the comments on yeah. on the other page. But I can't. No, we should. We should. <laughs> Ando's got a good. Yeah. Question. So we got a couple of questions, and then sure. and then we're going to get to kind of we're going to reverse back to a little bit of their past and discuss that. So we're going to be here, it looks like, all night, guys. <laughs> Based on the number of viewers and questions, it's going to be an all-nighter. <laughs> so one of the questions they're asking about is um, if if a woman is the one that's actually carrying the baby. Uh, obviously, we all know none of us had a choice. We didn't choose to come into this world. Our parents decided to conceive and we were born, right? right. So the question they have is, how is it uh, fair to that child to to be, be taken away from the mom, to be separated, but also be raised by two gay men versus, let's say, a, uh, a traditional man and a woman. 
I think the concept of and what a lot of people nowadays don't seem to realize, and that is very evident when you look at children and the psychology of children and and the rates of drug usage and murders and um, crime and all these things that are, you know, you hear kids taking guns and stuff to school. Uh, It's a very misconstrued understanding that I think human beings need to go back to a very, very simple ideological way of thinking, which is just love. Children need love, and that's it. They need attention, they need guidance, and they need love. They don't need to have a mother and a father. They don't need to have a father and a father or a mother and a mother. They need attention, guidance, and love. Mm -hmm. And any human being with two senses of a brain would be able to give that to a child. So when we do have children, our initial goal is to not sit there and say, oh, well... You know, our child needs a, a mother because they need maternal uh, um, um, views to certain things or they need a father to teach them how to play soccer. Absolutely not. A child has its own. When a child is born, a human being, when we're all born, we're born with our own characteristics, our own minds, our own uh, um, um, behavioral patterns. How about sexual preference? Of, do you believe sexual preferences at birth? What do you mean sexual Do you think we're all given our sexual preferences 100%, already in us at birth? 100%. 100%. One hundred percent, and it's just a matter of when you come into who you are. It's kind of like uh, think when a child is a child, you don't know nothing about sex or touching yourself. You come up to a certain age, ten, twelve, you start playing with yourself. Let's say you mm-hmm. know, a guy starts to jerk off, whatever he does, <laughs> right? A little boy, and someone start, start a little. That's yeah. when you start developing your character. You start developing who you are. You start discovering yourself. So mm-hmm. it's in that nature is when you start learning to discover who you are. So to kind of answer your question originally right. is. You know, the only thing kids need is love. attention, love, and direction. That's it. Yeah. So when you say that, but I then then I think about the fact that, for example, if you look at <clears throat> a lot of the, you talked about how there's so much drugs and guns and violence right. and all that, right? If you read the statistics about the um, inmates nationwide, I think it's right around eighty percent sure. grew up fatherless. So, sure. meaning that. Obviously, at one point, you, you, you have to look at the statistics and say, well, it makes a difference whether there's a mom and a, f- a mother and a father in the household versus just the mother or versus just the father, right? I see, I don't look at it that yeah. way. And the reason for that is because there is an absence of a parent, not mm-hmm. in the sense that there is no father, is that because there was no father, the mother had to do so much. She uh, had no own. time to pay attention to her child. So going that. back to what I originally said is the attention portion. This is why initially I said one child. See? Right. We have the capability currently to have a hundred children if we wanted to and take care of them like little princes and princesses if we wanted to, mm-hmm. but that's not the goal. The goal is for us to have a child and to be able to give that child the love, the attention, and, 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 and everything support, else. The support the that they and need the and the guidance yeah. to be able to. Our goal is to have a child and to raise the next president of the United States or the next senator or the next whatever they want to be, but to be the able next to wise do nut. that. Right, yeah. exactly. But whatever it is that they choose to be <laughs> is to be able to give them that level yeah. of love, attention, and care yeah. because that's the problem. See, nowadays, unfortunately, a mom, a dad, they have to work. Families nowadays don't have the luxury of having your mom be at home and then your dad goes to work and comes home. All parents, all all adults in the household are working. So these kids now are not being picked up at school by their mom. You know, they're, they're taking a bus or walking home or getting into trouble or staying after school because their mom has to work, get off work, sit in traffic for two hours, get to the kid. By the time they get to the kid, the kid's already being messy doing something else. We have social media. I mean, there's so many different things that fall into play. Unfortunately, things have changed. But 
to go back to answer your question, when there is an absence of a parent in that, that sense, that's the difference. That's, that's the, the difference because the mom had to work so much harder. She probably had three jobs right. to be able to take right. care of them. Or the grandparents were watching them. The grandparents are already 60, 70 years old. They're dead tired. They're falling asleep at 5 o'clock in the, in the afternoon. And then the kids storming around playing outside getting into trouble. You know what I mean? It's, but I don't it's so think, many different yeah, I don't also think that a mom's love is different from a father's love. Either. You think it's the same? Love is love. Love is love. Love is love. That, that's that your child that we will have, I will, love them un- I will love them unconditionally, and I know he will too. The child is loved by two parents and then the amazing family that we have. That's it. We have a so, listener making a suggestion that you guys should do two surrogates, each <laughs> one of you being a donor on each. Sure, you want to give me $500,000? I'm down to do it. They're just right suggesting. Now. They're not paying for it. They're just suggesting. <laughs> But see, let, yeah, that'd be great. Let me ask you guys this, though. As far as raising a child, do you not think, for example, if you have a daughter, are, will you be able to speak to your daughter about every single step she takes in her life? Absolutely. Absolutely. But see, there, there's, for example, me, I have a daughter. There are certain things in her life Definitely. that I'll kind of step, out. step back. Yeah, I'll step back. I'll be like, you know what, mom, it's your, you got to handle this. Right, but what, why are you afraid to handle that? On your own, it's it's some it's something She's still where your daughter, uh, of course, you're absolutely right. But and for, when the push comes to shove, he'll step in, and I know he will. Same thing with me, but it's a, it's a fine line. We just right, wouldn't so cross. same concept. If something happens to your wife tomorrow, you're going to be a single father. You're going to have to handle those exactly. issues on your, on your own. own. You can't run to your mom for it. No, I mean, no, no. you can, but you... Uh, no, I mean, I understand <laughs> that, but at the same time, I mean. God forbid that ever happens. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> just it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> like right now, the, the way I look at it is, mom is here, dad is here. Mom has a certain role, dad has a certain role. Like if I were to have a son, there's certain topics that you would talk to your. Like for example, anything regarding like sexual. The if, period. If it, was, if, yeah. if it was a guy, what are you doing? What's going on? You know. But if it's a girl, it's like all right. You know what? Yeah. Like, Talk to your mom. Like, I have mom's daughters. right over there. Here's the thing. This yeah. is coming. This is coming. Yeah, this from. is coming from obviously a straight guy, and I don't obviously. know. Obviously, huh? obviously, obviously. What's I, always, obvious? Well, I question it every Monday. I don't know. Hundred <laughs> percent. But he gets, <laughs> does question it every Monday. That's it's, it's, see, the thing is, it's it's. I get. I guess we're wired differently. That's the. That's that's one thing that you, I could. I, you know what it is. I, I for me, I just feel that. <clears throat> It's understanding, like we understand our bodies as a male, and it's also our job to understand a female's body. Hundred percent, you're right. So it's same. It's the same concept. Not just for your daughter, but also for your wife. For your wife, too. Correct. But see, the thing she goes through it every month, so you got to know how to handle the situation every month. You've never bought your wife a pack of tampons, tampons, or pads. She takes care of it herself, of course. But you've never had to run to the store to get it. Not once. No. I've oh my god! Not for We've her. Like, we keep not for like done her done pain. Her we like, have pads and tampons for our girlfriends in our bathroom sink. Little <laughs> drawer <laughs> thing for the. You never my, bought maxi pads with my, the wings my, and all that. My wife on. is a my wife is a registered nurse. Amazon is one of her best friends. Who runs to a store now? You run to a store nowadays? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you continue to. Amazon, you're only destroying the retail world, and those are all jobs that people are no longer going to have. Yeah, 100%. If you stop continuing to buy online, well, guess what? All brick and mortars are going to shut down, and you have the majority of this world that works in retail and brick and mortar are done. Losing their jobs. Losing their jobs. Losing their their mortars are closing, man. And that's a huge huge issue as we are. Can you stop it? 
if people start reshopping in the store, if people start shopping again in brick and mortars, yes, it would help okay. the economy overall. Again. The pro- the pro- well, no, there's nothing wrong with the economy. The economy is <laughs> a mess. Well, no, the economy is doing But we fine. won't talk about politics. Yeah, yeah, we don't talk, we don't talk. But I have a question, though, for you. Go ahead. Definitely. What is a question that you fear your daughter will ask you that you cannot answer? Uh, my, here's a, let me tell you. I so can answer that easy. Easiest question. Your daughter get, go, turns 13 years old. Uh-huh. She gets her period. Okay. Mm-hmm. First she, time. She, she, she she's going to come on. to dad or mom. That's something mom has to handle. Right. But like he said, if push, push, push comes come, to shove, I know. can't you discuss it? You have to. Watch I, it you on, still don't. I watch it on it YouTube. I couldn't. But, okay. So where why? is she going to go? I was sent her to my mom. Well, why? But why, but why the grandma when no the father's right here? No one's asking you to sit there and teach her how to use a tampon. I understand. You guys are. you. You're right. But I just can't bring myself to do it. If I had to, would I? Yes, hundred percent. I'm gonna. There you go. There I'm you the go. one that you admitted. Gotta step I've, up to the I've plate. Go to a family yes, therapist. A have the discussion. Guys, How do I have? All, this is all. What ifs. Well, this is all what ifs. What, well, cases, it's also what, what if they have a a girl. I understand. What that. if they have a that's boy? Why, that's why I'm right? saying we're we're wired differently. So if they have a boy, ask them: Are they gonna raise him gay or straight? That, no, that has nothing to why, do with it. The kid has to. What do you mean? Yeah, you can ask them that. Sure, like. Right? That's a good you don't question. raise anyone gay. You don't or raise straight. anybody they gay. Either straight, are or bro. they're not. Okay. That's and I think that's. <laughs> Wait, let's and, go and, back. I'm so happy you said that. What you, I'm okay. very, very, very happy you said that because <laughs> a lot of people, especially Armenian people, don't understand that concept. That you can't raise. They somebody think gay. no, no, no. They think you choose to mm. be gay. They don't believe in the fact that you're born gay. So you neither understand? one of you had a choice to be gay. You don't have a choice. No one you were, chooses. You were born to, you it's like me telling you, go be with a man. You'll be like, oh, I can't. I tried it. It's didn't like work. You, tell me, go <laughs> you know what I mean? He tries it every <laughs> Monday. It still hasn't worked. And the, same, and, and the same thing for me. Mind you, you try you, as a woman and, uh, for, and it's just nothing's there. <laughs> Mind you, he was delivered by a flamingo, not a storm, so. <laughs> Delivered, not delivered. Delivered. Not, oh, delivered, sorry. Yeah, delivered. yeah, you're delivered by a... Delivered. Did yes, you hear that? Yeah. You said delivered, not delivered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know what it's like? It's like, for example, if they have a boy and the boy turns right. out straight, they're not going to be pissed at the boy. That like, Why are you straight? No, because they themselves. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the quote, because we asked a couple of questions. As, we have a as lot of questions. As, I gave up on the other stream. I'm not going as, far as, uh, as far as yeah, when you guys knew, much, and though. talk about a little bit about kind of growing up, when you found out, and what you had to experiment with, and what you had to go through in order to actually confirm, okay, I think I'm different than the other boys. Uh, maybe... I'm not into girls. When did you find out and how How was that in terms of whether your family was accepting of it and how you had to come out and uh, discuss that a little bit as well? Because I know, look, we've, we've had several uh, guests here who were gay as well, uh, men and women, and we've always asked them the question of if you had a choice, would you want to be born gay or would you want your kids to be gay? And almost all of them had said, the fact that we've gone through so many struggles, no, I wouldn't want them to be gay. Uh, so I know that's kind of multiple questions in one, but if you guys can both sure. of you elaborate on that. Do you want me to go first? Or? No, I can go first. Um, to answer your question, if I were to be born again, I would 100% want to come back as a gay man. Mm-hmm. Um, I love who I am. It took me a very long time to become comfortable with and understand and educate myself with who I am as a person. Um, as a man and um, there's nothing about my journey that I would ever change there's nothing that I regret there's no choices I've made that I would ever take back I'm 100% super in love with the fact that I love men and that men love me and that's that's what that is I think the journey and um, the obstacles I've had to face have 
put me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. um, I stand on my own two feet and I make my own two choices. What I wear, where I live, what I drive, what I do is everything that I have accomplished myself. Because being gay and coming out at such a young age and standing up for myself in an era where being gay was not very talked about in the sense that there were no modern families, there was no drag queens on TV, there were no gay relationships on ABC, NBC, um, KTLA5, there was, nothing like that was publicized. When, when was this out. and at what age were you? I'm 34 now and Early I came 90s. out when I was 22. You came out at 22, but when did you know? I think um, growing up, I was an extremely feminine boy, but I was also into a lot of theatrics. So I was an actor, dancer, singer, performer, mm -hmm. you know, so my family um, was very, it was just kind of normal. I got up and I danced. Everyone knew that's what Harut was like. You know, I was singing. That's what Harut is like. I was feminine. That's, I've always been that way as a kid. So um, I think when I got older and I, you know, going back to the earlier topic is when you kind of start discovering yourself, I, I, I kind of had an emotional, like a feeling and a connection towards a guy, but I always knew that that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was something that I should not feel. And I would try, and I thought it was something I can change. And I did try to do that for the longest time through prayer, through religion, through, you know, uh, peer pressure and all that. You know, I was family teased, pressure. A lot of family pressure, but I, I also think, I, I mean, I was teased from preschool all the way to my senior year in high school but in that same token i was one of the most popular kids in high school i won junior prom king uh, or prince and i won prom king but also being one of the most teased kids in school mm -hmm. the kids that were teasing me in school were mainly the armenians that went you know i went to hollywood high school which is one of the most Armenian high school you can ever go to super Kartu, right? <laughs> and so, um, but I was in... The fact that he knows what Kartu is. He always laughs, laughs at the Kartu. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> I think yeah. just the word, as soon as it comes out, yeah. you start laughing. I wonder if there's an Italian word says, for it. I start laughing. What's, what's, what's an, an Italian, Italian word for Kartu? Sorry, Arut. I don't know. What would be an Italian word for Kartu? I have no idea. You know what Kartu means, you right? Can somebody oh, Google Kartu and see what the Italian translation is? Let us know. And then you, so you don't. <laughs> sorry, you know you understand what kartu is, though, right? No, but I just know it's something that's funny. It's like the you know the this vulgar kind of ghetto type of no, uh, someone that doesn't like change. Those the ones that uh, basically. Well, yeah, their household. Oh, they, most of the people that commented on the YouTube, ignorant to an extent, where these guys still you know smoke in their. Household, household with kids running with kids around playing with toys and they're still smoking indoors that's kind of close to it technically cut <laughs> there's many descriptions of this. <laughs> yes so and then what what happened and then you kind of uh, you won the uh, uh prom king and, sure sure yeah. so in that token you know being someone who was very teased growing up in, in his school years and then um being one of the most popular kids in school is just one of the weirdest things you mm -hmm. know what i mean um Anyway, long story short, you know, you just kind of come to an understanding. I, at a very young age, I remember I was out for a jog one day, and uh, I came across this, this man, older man. And um, I never met him again, but I just kind of feel like he was sent to me in a sense. Mm -hmm. And he kind of um, pulled me aside and, and had a conversation with me, and, 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 and he said, you know, you're gay. And I was Just like, out no, of nowhere? Not. Well... <laughs> 
he I, I was jogging, you know, he we were kind of making eye contact mm-hmm. or whatever. So I guess he initially was just trying to like, hey, so what's up kind of thing, you know. And then he realized I'm very like young and he kind of realized that I was kind of scared, nervous, confused, mm-hmm. whatever. So he kind of took it upon himself, probably being super experienced to just be like, listen, like. So he was gay as well. A, yeah, 100 yeah. percent. And um, and and. And I remember denying it, and I remember denying it for the longest time. But then there came a point in my life where I just kind of felt like this isn't something that's going to change. This isn't something that I can push away. This is something that is a part of me, and I need to figure out what this is. And um, once that psychology was evident in my brain is when I started doing the work to figure out why and how, and, and, and that was that. But then you continued kind of your heterosexual yeah, lifestyle I mean, I was for married. some time after that, right? I, I yeah. was married. I got married at an extremely young age. I was married when I was 20 years old. I was married for two years. To a woman. Um, to a female, mm-hmm. yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people that, a lot That's of people. That's hilarious. The way sorry, it's just laughing. Yeah, a lot of people that, that, um, that meet me or, 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 or know me, you know, are very stunned and surprised by that in a sense. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that do truly know me do understand where and why that was happening in my life. And a lot of those, uh, those decisions at that point in my life were not in my control, if that makes any sense. So um, I kind of, you know, was arranged to do things that I generally probably would never ever do if I had my own choice in a sense but it wasn't a choice for me to make for myself it was a choice that was given to me and um and I sort of pushed on to you in a sense you know I don't want to call it an arrangement but in the beginning it was something that I was comfortable with but I think when I finally realized that it's not something that I want to do or I should not be doing um, it was in a sense too late for that, but I do feel that both parties, my parents and the female that I married were very aware of where I was, but I think it was a beneficial factor for both ends in a sense. Mm-hmm. Was there any sort of relationship with, between you and your ex as far as like, was there actual love or was it just... 100%, um, 100%. Um, she's someone that I truly to this day still respect. I think she's a wonderful individual. I think that, you know, um, she's someone that I dearly cared for and loved. She's the first female I've ever, ever loved in my entire life, and she will always have a special place in my heart. But um, but at the same time, in the same token, you know, um, it's, it's difficult. It's a very difficult psychology to understand when you're, you know, growing up in a family that is very Armenian, and um, you feel like an outcast. You always feel like an outcast. And then you finally get with this girl and things start to change. You're closer with your guy cousins. Your relationship with your father becomes better. You know, you're, you're getting mad respect from everyone around you. And you feel... You demand. Yeah, wanted. you feel like you're a part of the, the circle for once. And so you kind of go with it. But you can't change who you are and you can't change your emotions. And then it just kind of comes to a point where you're just like, I... I, I and prior to that, you had and never I think, been I th- with a woman before that or sexually? No, I no. never, no. And, and, and I also think, you know, <clears throat> no one should ever, 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 ever get married when they're 20 years old. And for God's sakes, you don't even know what the hell you're doing. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if I could go back and change that, I mean, I, I, this is advice I give to young people. Yeah. If there's any young people listening to this today. And unfortunately, in our culture, it's very common for females and males to get married at 23, 22, it's 20, 24. It's changing. Yeah. yeah but there are families too, yeah. out there nowadays that are still pushing their kids, you know, uh, 
that's very common in that sense and it's it's sad but yeah. you know I, I truly believe that no one should ever really settle down until they're at least like 27 28 close to 30 uh, yeah 30 you know, is you know th- I mean? early 30s you, know, you got to explore and, and i urge you young people out there explore your life explore your youth you know live get live educated your yeah. get your travel. shit together basically yeah. 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 Live you know what life. i mean do what you need to do for yourself because you're going to both need each other one day it's yeah. not going to be on just I mean, one of gay you. or straight or whatever you are it, there's so many people getting married at such a young age who don't even have financial stability don't have a right. job security nothing it's just like you know what let's wing it let's see what, yeah. Happens. Yeah. what happens like dude what the hell are you guys thinking are you crazy the one thing i would go back and change is the amount i traveled before i got married that's the only thing i would change but you would travel more to or travel less i've traveled more before right. i got married that's the only thing because after the kids I come to travel it's hard now the travel so when you tra- when you're married or dating someone it's just travel for two is much more convenient than it is for four when we got married, we traveled for four years, five years before we yeah. decided to have a kid. Because we're like, we have a kid. There's no way we're going anywhere. Just no ten way. months after I got married, I had a kid. <laughs> you were the epitome of the Armenian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you Standard. Get, you get married. Get married, yeah. get married and uh, <laughs> make sure you conceive at the honeymoon. Yeah. That's, That's, it. It. That's it. No joke. How about you, Mr. Rosario? Tell us a little bit about I you. I was fairly... Into the mic, please. I was fairly <laughs> young when I knew when I knew something was off, something was yeah. different. Um, I rem- we used to... Me and my older brother used to travel to Sicily, where we're from, every single year. And about until we were like 21 in college. Uh, we still actually go really often. Um, we went to a water park, and um, there was an image... Back then in, in, in Europe, I mean, there was nudity. If you're selling water. The women were naked. Mm. So there was an, an image at the water park of, um, of a woman yeah. and of a man. Both naked? or Well, the man had like, speedos on. Yeah. Over there, Europeans all had speedos. The woman had her, her boobs out. But I was looking at that image, and I remember my brother saying, Oh, my gosh, she's so hot. But for me, it was the opposite. I'm like, wow. So something there was, is Off, when I knew different. something was different. How old were you again? It was about like eight okay. at the time. I was in third grade. So it happened really early for me, but I knew it was wrong. But I was also teased in school. Oh, he's gay. And I'm like, no, you guys are crazy. I don't even know what that is. Um, but... You really can't run to your parents and tell them because you have that you have that fear of your parents. Um, it's always like you're a man and you got to do this and you this is the way it is. And you and for me it was like I had to like I looked up to my older brother, like a star a star um, football player, a star soccer player, my younger brother as well. So there was a lot of for me to meet like their standards, but I was always more of the feminine one. I would always be with my mom. We would cook. Me and my mom would go shopping. So it was like you were the daughter they didn't have. They didn't have. Yes, and that's how, I, how it was. Everybody's like, he's the daughter to my mom that you never have, that you never had. But so I lived with that different life and held that on until I was 27 years old. Until I came to a point where it's either I start living my life or my life needs to end because I couldn't continue living that way. 
I was living in fear that my family would not accept me. Uh, my parents are very religious, very, very old school. Um, we still have family in, in Europe that are very old, like older. Now we say Europe, all of Europe or Italy? Italy, Sicily okay. is where we're from. Um, but at the age of 27, I decided to tell my parents. <clears throat> it was very difficult for them to understand. It was very difficult for them to understand it. But as a kid, I'm on my own. I am trying to deal with this life on my own. Like if you, I dressed up as, you know, wearing my mom's uh, bathing suit. I'll never forget. My cousin were taking pictures because we were going to go to the beach. So I was telling my mom what bathing suit she needs to wear. So I was wearing all her bathing suits. So my cousin took pictures. My dad got a hold of it. And my father was called me in his office and it's like, you're a boy. Boys don't wear this. So don't ever wear this again. So you got to wear your boy's clothes. Don't wear this, okay? So don't let me catch you do it again. So at that point, as a young child, now I'm scared. scared. I can no longer. Now this is, I'm holding this in for the majority of my life. So my excuse is, how come you don't have a girlfriend? Is that? Your brother has a girlfriend, your other brother. And for me, it's like I'm studying. I'm just focusing on school. But after school, I'm 27 years old. What's going on? What's going on? I had a pretend girl I would hang out with and whatever, but... It was just a cover, basically. It was just a cover. It was one throughout my whole journey of my life. But when I came out, I, it was kind of like I had no choice to come out. It was hard for my parents for the first, like, two years, but they turned around. My father, you know, had a little difficult time. But my dad, what I'm very, like, proud of is he took the initiative to learn, to learn about it, to Google it. To go online, and, and my brothers, the most amazing brothers, were very supportive when I, you know, came out. My older brother, I will never forget, he was like, no, and he got on his knees. He's like, now my kids are not going to be able to play with your kids because you're not going to have any kids. But they were there for me from, like, day one. They were like, well, if Rosario can't come for Christmas with a partner that he has, then we're not going to be there either. But my parents literally did a 360, and they love me for me. They just want me to be happy, and they adore this one. My dad has him like an, another son like, that does everything for him is this guy. So, but it does take time. You know what I mean? But growing up, it's Every diff- relationship takes time. Yeah. But like even during our wedding, when, when you know, we decided we're going to get married, you mm-hmm. know, we went to his parents' house and we said, hey, and let's go out to lunch or whatever. And his parents are old school. They're like, well, no, let's have food here at the house. You I'll know? make spaghetti at home. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, we sat down and we said, we have something to tell you. And they were just kind of like, well, what's going on? And we said, we want to get married. And um, his They parents, knew you were dating at that time? We were engaged already. We were engaged already. We were engaged and you know, said, so we want to do a wedding, and uh, we want to get married. And they said, okay, um, you know, are you sure? And, you know, they kind of gave us a little speech about being married and, and, and life and hardships and what have you and whatever. And, and then we started planning the wedding. And it was interesting to watch his father because his father, through the journey of our wedding, I noticed there were moments where, you know, things were a little, uh, I don't want to say difficult, but... Uh, um, uncomfortable. Uh, not uncomfortable. He was never uncomfortable. Very supportive. It was just kind of like, okay, well, yeah, I don't really understand what's going on, but 
I want to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I want to willing I to wanna, play along. Exactly. Yeah. I want to see why that's happening and where that's coming from, in a sense. And and it was very the support was always there. The the interest to want the love. Now going back to what I said earlier, the love that they had for their son is what forces them and mm-hmm. pushed them to want to educate themselves. So to answer your question from earlier again, is that that's what it is. It's that love, the love that the child needs. That love that a parent has for their child is what forces them to want to educate themselves and figure out and, and be there for them and, and want to know better. You know, and he's very fortunate to have that. You're very, very lucky because his parents genuinely, not just his parents, but you know, his brothers and, and, and all of them, and the kid, their kids, you know, they, his, brothers, his brother has two kids. They don't look at us as being gay. They just look at us as their two uncles. uncles yeah. And they, they were in our wedding. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, they were ring boy, flower girl, all that. They don't look at us as gay. They just look at us as their uncles. And my niece goes to, like, Uncle Haru, Uncle Haru, you need to take me back where we were yesterday. To the wedding. Mm-hmm. To the wedding. Take we have back. to go it back. So it was fun. so much fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? But my brother had a conversation with, with my niece and my nephew. To explain to them. To explain to them. They're very young, but very intelligent. And... But that's the thing they with don't kids. See. You don't need to explain anything to them. See. They already they know. They already know. You know what I mean? There, is no, there was never a sit down like, well, this is your uncle and that's his husband. They already know. Yeah, they know right. we're together. They know we're married. They know we're husbands. And it's very normal to them. There is no like, no confusion yeah. in any sort of way at Even all. Even my, my, my goddaughters, they're all little. I have a cousin that I'm very close with. We're like sisters. Even their little ones. It's Tzitzito's audio. It's... Uncle Haru. There's no like. Tzitzit means uncle in Italian. There's no, (laughs) there's no like, but how come you're not like mommy or you're like daddy? They've never questioned. Never. Never. Because it's just, because the family is so natural. natural. And natural. The children just. It's a norm. When we walk in, it's just natural. It's the same thing. We walk in and we give kiss to everybody. Hello to everybody. We're the same as. Everybody else. Everybody else. So knowing if you knew. Coming out at 27, how receptive your family was? Would you have? I done wish it I would have came out a lot earlier. earlier. But that's but, one thing I regret the most. It was I let fear take mm-hmm. over my entire life. So you, just fear of losing my parents. So my parents, my the, parents did everything. My dad went to my dad went to work. <laughs> my mom was a housewife. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I was fortunate enough that my dad literally paid for our school. So my dad goes, go to school, play sports. I will take care of the rest. So we were fortunate to have that. So my fear was if I come out and my parents don't accept me, they're going to kick me. They're going to kick me out. I'm going to go in the street. I can't finish school. The Mm. things that run in your mind because of a moment that your parent told you when you were a child. This is going back to, again, what a parent tells their child. It affects them for a majority of their life. Until they come to their, to realize who we are as a person, I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I have to say it. You come into your own strength. So Which could I have d- been a possible outcome, though, right? It could have, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's, you know, my dad did tell me when I came out, like, why didn't you tell us when you were, like, 15 and 13? Like, why did you wait so long? Did you tell him? I told him. It was the fear that fear. I had that you guys would kick me out. Did you ever, in those let's say between the age of 15, 16, and 27, you never th- 
thought to yourself, okay, let me try to force myself with a girl and see Absolutely. If, and I tried, and I work. begged, I said I would never do this again. Um, I mean, when I did something with my mouth, come home, literally like get like bleach scrub and yourself. scrub myself. <laughs> you were disgusted, disgusted basically. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you know, thing, like you would, you, you're you raised that guy? it's wrong. You would you know, experiment you, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you see it on the, you, you know, we see it on the TV, you know, pride, pride's always happened in West Hollywood yeah. and it's all on TV. So my parents like, oh, you know, like people make comments. Don't ever, don't ever do that. My younger brother made a comment to me when he was younger, you know what I mean? But, and I held on to that. So then after my brother's like, I can't believe you held on to that. Like, you know, I'm not that person and whatever, but you just hold on to those comments and you're like, shit, if I do come out. They're not going to... And the guy doesn't even remember his comment, right? Right. So you had, you had parents, family, uncles, brothers, everybody supporting. When I came out? Yeah. My parents, it took, it took them a little a bit. A years, yeah. But like about they didn't years. pop the champagne. Pop the, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm not talking but, about popping the champagne. Yeah. I'm talking about it was confusion and then eventually, till today, now... Acceptance. They're accepting it. Oh, yeah. And you have full support. Oh yeah, but it's I, the I, from, opposite with you. I moved to I moved, I went to school out of my parents. Say, um, for me, at one point was like, okay, I'm going to get away. My my thing is to go to university and move out. So I moved. I went to Northern California. I went to school there. I came back, still living a double life. I'm like, I can't do this any longer, and I'm going to move again. And I moved to New York. And so when I moved to New York is when I got the courage. I'm like, okay. This is a life I'm going to live, and nothing's going to stop me because I'm extremely happy. I became happy with who I am at the age of 30. Mm. So that's, wow. a very, that's a very that's a long time. You've got to imagine that's a lot for a human to, to struggle to have to do. It's a third of your life. Yeah, yeah and now, 100%. like at the age of 30, you know, like my parents were amazing. So my life is, was, it's now at the top as it's ever been in my entire life. See, see, the difficulty with being a homosexual is you grow up in a heterosexual household. Right. And when you are a homosexual, it's very different because the, um, the mentality, first of all, being gay, whether you're a gay man or a gay woman, does not matter. The vocabulary is different. The lifestyle is different. different. The mentality is different. Everything. You have to teach yourself, like as a child, you would teach yourself how to read, write, and walk, and talk, and spell, right? How to function mm-hmm. to become an adult. It's the same thing being gay. What's it's a different complete, about the, in the language, sense that, though? Well, in the language, in the sense that <laughs> it's, it's, a different, it's a different understanding. Like, yeah. we have terminologies that we go by, you know? We have ways that we address one another in a lot of different, you know, mm. different categories, subcategories of being gay. You have to learn all those things. Mm. These are important, you know what I mean? So, wait, you guys lost I it. didn't know that. I don't know. Exactly. That's something so, so new that's to me. Like a, it's like, like a mason, bro. That's what, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 that, and that's what people don't understand is that the <clears throat> psychology of it is difficult. That's why the rate of suicide and murders and all that is so high because most people can't break from it. Now, imagine you as a human being growing up in a heterosexual household as a homosexual human being having to come out explain that to your heterosexual household family members Mm -hmm. then teach yourself how to be a homosexual and try to learn about who you are now in this new phase of your life it's kind of like a lot of people say it's a rebirth in a sense or whatever when or people who have cancer or whatever have a second chance in life but being gay is kind of it's similar in the sense that when you finally come out and say you're gay you now have to teach yourself about being gay 
you have to start you know like it's learning completely it's, it's a different. completely different lifestyle it's understand? not natural to you do it is point? very natural but I mean, it's it's later on later it's on. sort of like too yeah. much freedom at once in a so sense so for me like no. everybody was how come you're not like your brothers your brothers are stars your brothers are like jocks your brothers are this how come and i was always in their shadows for but say. you tried you tried to Tr- stay in their shadows you uh, played the sports that they I got did involved everything in. humanly possible to be like them so I became somebody I was not. Just to make sure everybody else was satisfied. Right. So I did it to please everybody. So you didn't like the sports? You didn't like the, you know... If I activity? could choose, I mean, I enjoyed soccer. I played football just to fit in. Yeah, if you played football, but I mean, the question If I got away, to though. choose what I wanted to do, I would have been like a figure skater. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that. And as a child... We had a big empty room when my parents finished remodeling. We had a huge room, and I would do like triple axles in there. You see it. So maybe, you know what I mean? If a parent is observant, observant, they <laughs> will know they something's a little bit. You don't think also, your parents knew? You know what? Maybe they were in denial. Or your brothers. Your brothers would things. know you better than anyone yeah. else. My brother, my, actually my older brother said that he did not know until one of his X said, you know that your brother's gay, right? Yeah. And he was like, no, my brother's not. And he w- no, she was like, no. He's gay. Your brother is gay. I came, out to, I came out in school privately to one of my good friends there. Moved back home, still stayed in the closet, lived that, being, trying to be my brother's. So I've already lost who I was as a person. So you, were you throwing out signs for one of your fat brothers to catch it or... How does that go? No, I was, just I was wearing the baggy everybody. clothes. So you didn't look like this. Did you look like this or no? No. Like, I mean, you know, eyelashes in place. and Polished. Every, polished. Polished. Yes. polished. Or um, I feel like out of all three of us, yes, I was always the one dressing nice. But I started to dress me is when I went to college. Mm. Is when I started when to come shop. into yourself. I would tell my dad, I'm like, I want to go buy a pair of jeans. But it was like the sevens and the true religions, the jeans that cost like $350. I was going to that market because uh-huh. now I'm in school and I would go to these gay bars and you're starting to see it. I'm like, holy shit. Now I'm learning about me, who me is. I have close friends who do that. Maybe I should start. Like, I should <laughs> ask them. Give it a chance, what brother. The, are you talking about the clothing? Yeah, the three hundred fifty dollars jeans, and <laughs> but like, and then as as I came out, and as I I worked in the fashion industry my yeah. almost my entire life, so I start to tell my brothers what they need to dress and stop wearing those baggy pants. Those are not in. If you come to Sunset, they're not gonna they're not gonna allow you in those clubs. You need to dress the part. You need to dress like what do they call it? Metro, metrosexual. Yeah, metro so that's what it is. European. Now Spanish. you're in this. You design swims, swimsuits. Yes, now I and does that wear. have swimwear? Does that have anything to do with the first story of you wearing your mom's bathing suit? No, um, I've always loved the beach, and okay, when when go. me I could my literally leave him at the beach all day. We went on a <laughs> twenty almost twenty day honeymoon. Uh-huh. We went. We got married in November, so our options were either Thailand or the Caribbean. And mm-hmm. I was like, we're not going to Thailand for our honeymoon, but we'll go to the Caribbean. So we did a really nice vacay in the Caribbean. If I could leave him at the beach all day and then come back and find him like eight at night, he'll still be at the beach. I, I first much. did uh, designing women's gowns about 10 years ago. Gowns as in? Wedding gowns, uh, formal, formal gowns, gowns, ball gowns. Okay. But it wasn't my niche. 
I enjoyed it, but it wasn't that. So you should stick to that. You know, Armenians will pay a lot of money. For Trust me, I already know. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> but I've always loved the beach, and I love like I was mostly raised here in the states. Yes, but our summers was we would leave in June and come back in September for Where? school. So we would go to Sicily in our hometown, oh, me and my oh, older brother. Yeah. So all the men there were wearing speedos, which here in the states. Nobody does. Oh my God, you're gay if you wear a Speedo. (laughs) But in Europe, they're wearing the tight pants and the tight shirts and the yellow shirts, but nobody is gay. That's just the way they dress. They're very colorful. It's Europe. So I would come back like that. For me, when I went there, it was like a fresh event there because I can be me. I can dress like that, and nobody's going to think I was gay because I fit into the pact. Per se, yeah, you the, know, U- the European style, basically. European, so right? We, so they would say I was the European style. They still say that. Yeah, they still say that. <laughs> but coming to designing swimwear, who's they? When we go on vacation, when we go on vacation, we wear our speedos, and when they see us, so coming, yeah, couples will be like, oh, they must be European. We're so like, coming yeah. back, <laughs> that's it. Coming back to the states, <laughs> that's I, right. yeah, like wanting to launch the swimwear line. It's been ten years. But not being in the gay community for so long, now being in it, there's multiple brands coming out that's been out. And I'm like, you know what? It is now finally time to release my brand, something that I've wanted to for years. I've had these designs drawn out for like eight years with chains on them, something that is different. So when I go to Europe, they have like those unique swimwear. You come over here, it's basic. I it's, see someone tagged his. It's patterns. <laughs> it's your ass on there. That's him. That's you. Or you? That's, that's, that's me. <laughs> okay. Salvatore Swim. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll get to that. SalvatoreSwim.com. So we, we decided to launch. We launched about a couple of months ago. Um, we're doing so much with it now because... This is like my goal in my life that I've worked for. So we're going full force. We have another photo shoot. We have, we're just doing a lot with it now. And then it's one where for men and women? Currently men only. Just men only. We will release women's. Gay men only or straight men? It's straight. You know what? I mean, if you're a man who's confident in your body and your style, then you could wear it. Yes. Are you guys hiring models? So, we, <laughs> yeah. actually, we are. We actually are we looking, actually for, are looking for models. Looking for yeah. models. Flaming, the flamingo. I'll do the uh, but, colorful. You know, here they say that we cater to the gay community, but we cater to all. In Europe, we cater to oh. every man that. That's on the speedos. beach. That's yeah. on the Same beach. thing in Greece. It's like all. It's all speedos. Yeah, it's all speedos. Yeah. You're awkward if you're wearing shorts. <laughs> but I think here in the United States, little by little, it is changing. changing. A lot of straight men are wearing shorter board shorts mm, yeah, than the true. ones below their below knee. the knees. Now gone. it's above it's a, the knee. It's a and it's cycle, a little bit, man. Yes. It's a cycle. It's always a cycle. I always say with with like clothing and like houses, it's a cycle. Yes, fashion now, is just a, it yeah, repeats itself. Every, it's always like that. Like right nowadays, I'm, for example, we're remodeling our house. I'm looking at kitchen samples. It's back from the 20s again. The, the whole, the cabinetry. The lacquer, the white. All that stuff. Everything. Even like the tiles. The house was built in the 20s. <laughs> they were demoing the, ki- the, the bathroom. And underneath the old laminate, it was like these small little... Uh, mosaic, tiles. mosaic tiles that I'm are like, now. Shit, this is what I wanted to put in the freaking bathroom. The whole damn thing's demoed now, but like everything, and even with fashion now, it's, 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 it's repeats itself. It's, yeah, it's just with different patterns, 
slightly different cuts, but it's some, some of us should have him look at the design of your house. I'm sure he can. I got somebody already. Yeah, but some <laughs> of us are still nine months behind on this. But, dude, we have we have a we have a ton of questions. We have a ton of comments. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, one one of the comments was, I, I guess we could jump back to Harold for this one. Uh, how did your fa- how, do you still communicate with family? Um, to answer that question, um, I will say it in this way: to be as respective as I can. Um, my biological parents is what I like to call them, um, have died from my heart 13 years ago. And I kind of leave it at that sense in the sense that I have no relationship with them. Um, and that is their choice. And that is a decision that they made 13 years ago. And, um, and I'm fine with that. But you're, but you're open that your side of the door is still open. My side of the door is open in the sense, um, that, if you want to be a part of my life, then you have to accept me fully for who I am. I will not, I am not um, willing to be partially involved. I don't want partial relationships with people. I don't want sub- uh, non-substantial relationships with human beings. I want full relationships. Well, if they come to your door at this point, then they have to already have accepted once they Could come be. to your I door. I mean, people can come to your door for many different reasons. Uh, people can come to your door because they need something from you. Um, in a sense that they need attention or they may need money or they may need, let's say, they're dying and they, you know. Those things are very obvious to tell. <clears throat> yes. and and, and so f- So out. for me, right. So for me, it's very, it's, 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 it's a very direct answer. Do I love my parents? Yes. Um, do I care for them? I do. Um, do I understand the decisions that they've made? Uh, no. Am I willing to have a conversation with them when the time comes? Yes, but the only outcome of that will be in results of acceptance fully or no relationship whatsoever in a sense. But I am fortunate to have two wonderful, wonderful, wonderful aunts from my dad's side of the family who are a part of my life, both my, um, both my father's sisters who were actually in my wedding, one of which was my maid of honor. And the other one was, if you guys have seen the video, mm-hmm. um, my oldest Horkut, which would be my aunt, who handed the honey and the plates and the bread uh, when we walked in, yeah. was my dad's oldest sister. <clears throat> and um, the other one was one of my maid of honors for my wedding. That's and, a good start. Um, so the yeah. only family you had at your wedding were your two, two aunts. Two aunts. Correct. Parents weren't there. Your no. brother is. Yeah, you, you said you have a younger brother. I do brother, have a younger brother. And he's brother, not accepting. And he is not uh, in either. my life either. So no well. texting, no communication, no. nothing at all. No, nothing at all. They exist and pretend like um, they act and pretend like I do not exist, which is fine. You have to understand. Um, you can't teach or expect people to understand something that they are incapable of understanding. And the reason why I say they're incapable of understanding is because. They don't allow themselves to grow beyond this measure of a cup. And it's not just my parents. It's the majority of the people that are making comments, that have made comments on YouTube or when the wedding went live and there was 600-whatever people tuning in. It's unfortunate because most people would rather live in this cup than to explore what's outside of it, in a sense, and educate themselves beyond their perimeters of their understanding to what they've grown to learn in a sense you know mm-hmm. there's there's more to life than a four by four apartment in north hollywood or glendale or wherever it is that you live you know there's more to life than working at jack's 
body shop and and doing bondos on a car. You know what I mean? There's more to life than vacationing in Dubai and you think you're so cool because you went to Dubai once in your life. There's so much more history and culture out there that people need to explore and expand their horizons in order for them to progress and grow, which my family and a lot of other Armenian people choose not to in a lot of ways. It's very unfortunate. But like he knows, he has another mom. He has a mom and a dad. And he has two new brothers. 100%. My brothers go nuts over him. My parents go nuts over him. So he inherited an amazing family that loves and supports him. And that's all that matters. Yeah, they do. But but if mom and dad call you up one day and they go, Harut, we want to sit down and talk to you and Rosario. He's open. And he's open to it. 100%. Are you you open to that as well? Are you open to it? Knowing what he's gone through? Because um, you tried to be a middleman, right? I tried to be a middleman in the in the beginning. Um, Shut we, down. We we called no. Uh, we called. I never tried to call his parents, but um, I did talk to him. I have a, a close close cousin of mine, um, Sonia, and he would always talk about a specific aunt. Um, he was like, "My aunt Jasmine, this. My aunt Jasmine, that. My aunt Jasmine, this. My aunt Jasmine, this." So we were at an event. And we were having a good time, and I said, you know what? It was New Year's. Call your Aunt Jasmine. (laughs) You're right, you did say that. We were actually at an extremely, extremely loud and big, big, big party. It was about 5,500 people at this theater we were at. It was a huge New Year's (coughs) Eve party. And he was like, you need to call her. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to. He was like, give her a call. And I was like, okay. And ever since that call, it was just like nothing ever happened. I think the conversation needs to be with him and his parents prior. From the, you getting involved from in the, the introduction, yeah, to yes, me, that's true. Yeah, it Makes should sense. only be the parents and Harut in that room, and no one else. And yeah. then the brother joins yeah. that. But they group. do need <laughs> to understand that he has a family now. Well, like I said, it needs to be full acceptance or none at all. It's yeah. that simple, right? Well, I mean, they're not going to change anything at this point anyways. So yeah. they have to accept, or like you said, there's not, no other. You're going to get another 20,000 views on Would you ever try to reach out to them again, ever? I have nothing to say to them. Um, the way I look at it as, the way I see the situation is very simple. It is up to them to reach out to me. I am very strong and confident of where I am in my life. I have nothing to reach out to them for. Um, they're the ones who made the decision and the choice to not be a part of my life. They should be the ones to contact me. When was the last time you spoke to them? 13 years ago. 13 years ago. So you feel so, like the ball's in their court? No, the ball's on his court. The ball's in my court in That's the sense he's... the ball's in my court in the sense that I am an established man who stands his ground and I am not a child. The ball's in their court in the sense that they need to make the next need to move. make the first move because they are the ones who made the decision to not be a part of my life. But as your parents, the people who basically brought you into this world, I mean, they raised you, they helped you with a lot of things I'm sure, you know, before the whole fight or whatever happened, would there be ever a chance where you'd kind of like step back and be like, you know what? Let me call mom first or let me call dad and just see what's up. Because, you know, our parents aren't going to live forever. You know what I mean? And 
God forbid, like, you know, you talk about, you know, people getting sick or this and that. Would you ever consider, you know, reaching out and being, you know what? I, I want to make this work. I want to make sure we still have a relationship. If we're talking about parents, I don't... The definition of the word parent is uh, coexistent with the word forever, is what we're taught, for me. Parents are somebody that are a part of your life forever. Unfortunately for me, that is not the case. So I do not look at my biological parents as parents. I look at them as human beings who happened to give me life and brought me to this world. But the second they realized who I was as a man is when their parental and parental duties were to kick in. They did what everyone, and I, and I explained this, and it's, it's a very different psychological way of thinking, but try to follow me when I explain. You're born, everyone in this world is born to two human beings, a man mm-hmm. and a woman, right? And these people are given to you as parents. These people, these human beings, raise you to an extent, they raise you, they teach you, they nurture you, they, they you know, embody things within you, and they watch you grow. When you come into yourself as a human being, as a man or a woman, is when the actual parenting kicks in, is when you know whether the person in front of you is your parent or is not. Before that, it is their duty, it's their job to feed you, wash you, clothe you, take care of you because you can't do it for yourself. But when you become substantial and stand on your own two feet and stand at your ground and say, this is who I am and this is the the choices that I'm going to make for my life is when you know whether these people are your parents. Unfortunately, the people that gave me life did not do that. So to call them my parents, I can't do that because they weren't there for me when I needed them to be there for me when I stood my ground and said, this is who I am as a person, is when I needed them the most and they weren't there. So for me, um, that ideological understanding of they're my mom and dad and you know they don't have a lot to live and I should be there for them, no, I don't think like that. Because if you were truly such wonderful parents and if you were truly there for your child, then you should, have, you should be there here now. And you also would not have abandoned me 13 years ago at such a young age. I could have killed myself. I could have gotten drugs. I could have, so much could have happened. But fortunately for me, I had a good head on my shoulders because of the way they raised me in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. Which allowed me to be who I am today. But in that same token, they made a choice. They're humans. We're all human beings at the end of the day. We're all parents, or you're a parent to your child, but you're also a human being. You make your own choice. If your child becomes a murderer or a serial killer, you have a choice to not want to be a part of your child's life. They do too. To them, me being gay is literally like being bad. a serial killer or a murderer or a rapist. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to associate with that. And I have to respect that. And as vice versa, they need to respect the fact that I, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's big of you to... Uh, give them credit for you said at least your upbringing and part of who you are is based on how they raised you but it kind of goes back to i'm sure all of you guys know of or have heard of families where man and woman getting married and let's say the guy's parents don't accept the the wife and cause issues to the point where 
the uh, the the, the uh, either the son ends breaks up, up or, or they break they up or they they the end parents. up disowning their parents or yeah. they, disowning their son. So what's the what what's different about that situation but, in a sense? But for me, okay, so when 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 I came out and I had the fear of my parents disowning me, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't. They kept me even closer because of the amount of love my parents had for me. Right. Right. They didn't say, get the hell out of my house and don't ever return. I would never return. Right. You kicked me at my weakest point. I'm not coming back. But the one thing that was different when he was telling me the story and I was like, wow, I'm like, my parents, my parents told me, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay here with us. We're going to work this out, even though it took time. But I gave them all the time they needed. Because they deserve the time, mm-hmm. but thirteen years. No, no. no. Uh, what I'm, it's a, it seems like a. It's, it's like, an awful lot of time. What I'm what I'm kind of referring to is uncon- your question when you said no. When you said unconditional would love, you, that's how a parent should no. be. When yeah, Arno getting said to that. we're getting we're going to get to that. When Arno, there is there, that good. When you said would you reach out? So my question is, if let's say God forbid your parents disowned you because of the woman you're married to, let's say right. Uh-huh. That's impossible I, in this case, bro. No, no. For example, come on, we all what, know. That. <laughs> My wife's a sweet. They're related. There we go. <laughs> we make fun of him that him and his wife are cousins, but they're really I married not. my cousin. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> trust me, there's so a lot of that around. At, do you, at one point, I mean, you ask yourself that question? Yes, there may come a point where I, I, I take care of terminal ill patients. You guys know that. So. There always almost 98% of the time comes a point where at, at their deathbed, people do end up showing up that haven't been around for decades. Now, but at one point, do you make that phone call and say, you know what? Fuck this. Let bygones be bygones. Even though you've disrespected my wife for 20 years, you've disrespected my life choice, my lifestyle for so many years. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, that's, that's a conversation. But- Here's the thing. You, when you get married... You, you create a different you create another family right. it's another branch on the tree right. right correct so the conversation first begins between husband and wife that okay you know what my parents disrespected my wife mm-hmm. I'm not talking to my parents anymore because this is my family and this is what I what I'm creating my new branch mm-hmm. so the conversation has to happen between husband and wife before reaching out because it has to be okay you know what honey this is what I'm doing I'm going to be reaching out to my parents and I want to make sure you're okay with it. Now, if the relationship is strong enough, the wife might turn around and say, you know, why? What's going on? Why do you want to? And a conversation has to take place. But again, every person is different. Everybody's wired differently. The wife might turn around and say, you're not fucking reaching out to your parents. It's not happening. No way. But but don't you see, think... But I feel like say, in their case, it would be the opposite. I see, think you would support him. See, but it, the difference is... Uh, I would support him 100%. But, but the difference yeah. is this. Having a spousal mm-hmm. argument over parents is different yeah. than having a parent disown you for who you are as a human yeah. being. It's a completely different situation in the sense that, you know... Most of the time, your wife or your husband or whatever, you know, you're going to have issues with your in-laws. You're not going to agree with certain things, but out of respect for your spouse, you learn to deal with it, cope with it, whatever the situation is. You chat about it. But when your physical, uh, this human who gave you life, who is a part of your bloodstream, is basically disowning you and wants 
nothing to do with you is a completely different... Uh, but that's exactly what I'm referring to. I'm not referring to spousal disagreements. I'm saying if the parent disowns their son because of the woman he chose to marry, hmm. forget about spousal disagreements. At, isn't that... It's still... Because I'm sure, like we talked about earlier, your parents think you made a choice. So right. just like if, if, the, if, a, if their son made a choice to marry so-and-so woman that they don't approve... Well, you made a choice to marry this woman, and now we're disowning you. What's the difference? But but don't you feel that, okay, I'm dying now. I'm 90 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call my son that I haven't talked to by him. When I'm 90, for 40 years and say, I'm sorry, I am dying tomorrow. What does it make a difference? What do you it, want, what do you want me to do with they, that at that point? It wouldn't, but for the dying, I'll tell you what it does. It's closure. For I, them? Yes, for them. But you... Left me in the street for 40 years. Yes, I'm not so saying it's, it's right. why should I give you that? I'm not saying it's right. It's for your own peace of mind. You can give them that for that moment. So they, Because I've had, I've had patients where literally they're modeling. They're, you can tell everything that this person is going to die any minute now. Right. But they're yeah. holding on until their son, so that person gets on their the phone. brother, yeah, like whoever that. flies in from Florida, New York, somewhere. Right, right, right. And I've had this conversation dozens of times with family. I'm like, listen... Expect this individual to pass the moment so-and-so arrives. And what do you know? Minutes later, they, they let go. So it, does it happen? Yes, I experience it all the time. So uh, is it right? No. I've, I've had situations where you'd probably laugh at this, where uh, I, had a, I had a patient who uh, had five kids. None of the kids ever showed up. And so I had my social worker look into it. I said, you know, you need to find out. This is weird. Out of the five kids, not one of them is showing up. So then finally we found, we got a hold of the uh, kids, and it, it turns out that when the kids were old enough, the parents sent all five kids an invoice of every penny they had spent since they were born. From oh, diapers to... Are you serious? Yes, from wipes no to wonder no one tuition. They don't deserve no one showing up, bro. Sorry. <laughs> that sent an invoice to their kids that you have to pay us back for everything we spent on you. Well, I can't wow. afford to pay my So these kids said, I seriously fuck can't. you. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone and, here say they didn't afford to pay None of them showed up. See? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, like in debt, who knows how much if I have you, to pay my father back. You spoke about unconditional love, but right? I did, but I did tell him, I will support 100% if you want to reach out, if you want me to reach out. I, at one point, was going to reach out to show up to the parents' home, but was advised not to yeah so but i told him it's his choice so to answer if your you question want. you haven't been into an armenian home have you uh, you know same thing as a sicilian home same. yes i've been to his aunt's no no no, uh, no. When, when there's tension in an armenian home you don't want to be in an armenian no. home it's two different stories it's almost the so same it's, we it's, have family members that you don't talk to for 20 years over like the dumbest stuff the dumbest things you know, and where that's you one sat thing. them at your wedding? Did you have anyone complain where you sat them at your wedding? Yes, I mean, definitely had those issues. Stupid, things. stupid stuff. So when I go to a wedding and they put me in the front of, oh, they gave you the nice spot. Like, dude, put me in the back. That speaker's too loud. I want to sit like that. <laughs> but we had like the people that we had at our uh, at our wedding were people that supported us. us. And genuinely care. Day one. That genuinely let me wanted tell you, to be there. By the way, let me let me clarify because a lot of people think they abandoned you at thirteen. No, it was no, no, thirteen, 13 years, years ago. ago. So he was twenty one at the time. Not no, thirteen. It was, was thirteen years no, ago. No, no, no. You got married at twenty. Twenty two. Twenty two. Well, let him answer. Let's see. Well, <laughs> yeah, <go ahead>. well, <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 What do you mean? He knows we, better. We always yeah. answer. I got it right. I thought he said 20, right? Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. married at 22, yeah. divorced at 20. No, 20. We're got not talking about divorce. We're talking about abandonment of the parents. Yeah, after 22. After 22, bro. 22 years after. It was a hand in hand type of thing. Mom, dad, I'm gay. So he's 34 so it was 30, now. 13 no? years ago. Listen, Flamingo. 13 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to what he was saying. Hey, where's the... It was right after the divorce. By so way, it was 13 years ago. Basically. Okay. That's so all that's I'm saying. All, that's <laughs> clarify. clarify. Not at the age of 13. That's just to clarify, guys. So listen, so going back to the wedding <laughs> when you were talking about, people were handing off invitations to our wedding to other people what? because they couldn't make it. But they wanted someone from their family to attend. Oh. So we were inviting people, and they were like, we can't come. But we gave our invite to our granddaughter to come. Like, it was like the golden ticket from the really? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> it was the funniest thing on See, earth. See, what's crazy to me is none of your – you had your odd, two of your aunts there, right? That's it. Did you have no, any so, – so to go back to answer that, I, I should have addressed that a little more properly. Both my aunts were there. My mother's oldest brother – was there. So there was our My minions. uncle. Yes, of course. Um, other Friends. extended family members that are not immediate. So, for example, like my aunt's husband's side of the family, you know, they were there, whatever. So we had a lot of Armenian people that were there at the wedding, 100%. And I have friends, and my best man was Armenian, you know, one of my very good friends. So, um, yeah, it was a very Armenian-Italian wedding in every sort of way. I mean, like was I that said, Armenian banquet we, hall, we right? Had a, yes. We, we, we've done every. We, we did a for <laughs> Every, all of our vendors were Armenian. We did a, all of them. We did Where a, was the event? Where? Yeah. At Regency. Regency. Hey, who's Mario? Mario's his brother, probably. Yes. Yes. Is that this is his brother. Krakiolo? Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah, how you that's pronounce it? Yeah. Oh, okay. that's your brother. No wonder he's promoting yeah, the hell out a, of you guys. Hey, Mario, cut the check. <laughs> you gotta pay if you Mario promote the wise nuts a little bit man seriously bro <laughs> we need to get Mario on our side nowadays bro this shit doesn't come for free man <laughs> but anyways uh, so at the Regency and all the other vendors were flowers everything was Armenian everything was and no you know Italian <laughs> no, no Italian vendor no it's Italian not really a, it's, it, was a, it was never a decision about Armenian or Italian it was just at the end of the day our, our banquet halls are beautiful you know, right. um, when it comes to the price point and the amount of food, it just makes sense. Of course. Um, uh, photographers or venues. I mean, we looked at a different route, like kind of doing we the American style where right. you kind of do it at the Hilton. But something. then it just becomes so insane because you're paying individually for every single small little and thing. And you just get an iceberg insane. lettuce. Exactly. And, and, and you have to you pick. Can, you can can also, queso chips. Right. Well, right. no, you have you to like pick if chicken, you're gonna, steak, yeah, yeah, chicken or, or steak four months ago. And then you <laughs> yeah. show up there, you had steak well, earlier in the morning. Our engagement party was also at an Armenian hall as well. Well, the thing is, we have, Armenian people have, and that's the one thing I love about being Armenian is we have so many traditions. Yes. And I love that. We have so many little things we do. And I'm very into those traditions. I am very Armenian in a lot of ways. And Definitely. so when, when we were Definitely getting married, I said, you know, we do hoskap and I want to do right. a hoskap. You know what I mean? He's like, well, what the hell is that? I was His like, well, I'll explain. You know what I mean? So my best friend, Vartan, he threw a hoskap yeah. for us. And we had the sinis and we had all of that and the gifts and we did it all. The zurna, the whole, all that stuff. Uh, and this or is the funny thing. Those dodos that do that did not want to come and be a part of my wedding, but that was probably the biggest mistake they made because they lost a thousand bookings probably. <laughs> but I did ask wow. them. That's why I had the Lebanese drums because the whole zurna yeah. guys didn't want to do it. You didn't but find the right drums, ones, man. Those those the right price, some of them would join you. But those, those drummers drums were, were phenomenal. And the... And the actual drummers themselves were such great guys. 
it was like a normal thing for them. Mm. Nope. But let me tell you, not all Armenian halls were very receptive of us wanting to get married at an Armenian hall. I'm sure. No, um, some all. of them were a little stupid, and I had to like go off on a few of them in a lot of ways. And a lot of those well-known Armenian halls. And they played their cards very well because they knew they couldn't reject us because they would get sued. But um, they did make it very difficult for me to want to book with them. I mean, they were one of the halls was saying that they wanted to charge us a rate per person, per person. for walking in, per plate, per chair, per this, per, per knife, that, per corkage, per this, mm. per that. I mean, I was like, what are you talking about? I go, since when do Armenian halls bill? do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you should have told them you've been they, married they, before. They also <laughs> think that we're like, we never you done this You should have told them before. you have experience, yeah. huh? Like, or they just over see. the phone, over the phone. They will quote us one, one deal. Price. We went we to we went to one. Pro- we went to literally. I saw it. I'm like we saw almost all of the Armenian halls. We went. I'll never forget. I sat down and I already had the the check written for the deposit because this is what we agreed on on the phone. Now all of a sudden, you're telling me you need six security guards. Yeah, I know. For my safety. I Mind you, what, what we, only had, we only had, what, like seven gays at our wedding? <laughs> That's it? That's it. 250 really? straight. Yeah. Um, but we needed security. Um, mm. Per gay, chair. Gay security? Or per right. plate. Per cup. Per entrance of the door. Wow. Like, do you think I'm stupid? I was just thinking if there's more gay people, it would be in a much safer wedding. They don't really fight. How did you only they have seven gay people, though? Seriously? We don't have a lot of gay friends. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. Well, Our we, social we circle up, is yeah. very immediate. We yeah. surround ourselves with a lot of um, people that Industry. we've kind of known in our lives in, in, for, for a significant amount of time. And, you know, two family, family, cousins. majority is family cousins. And on and his have, side, of we course. we have our good friends. And then we have our good friends. But our social circle is very, very small. Okay. I have to Ten. ask you this. Mm-hmm. When you talked about traditions, you know what came to mind? What? The... <laughs> the God 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 God. Did you oh, no. That shit's gone a long time. A lot of people commented, like, what happened to the red apple? I was like, are you fucking... Who does that nowadays? Like, what... The, the red apple, the there. virginity. Oh, the so wait, let's uh, go back to the host. We should have did that. Put some blood in there. Hoskop <laughs> is when the guy's side, side goes. Yeah. Goes. <laughs> I want to understand. We did it all. So who what was the guy was and the girl in that? There is no guy. There's never We're a both guy guys. guys. Okay, so two guys. So but which one was asking for? They both wore a crown. Okay, so I didn't know that. I didn't know any of this. All I knew by our best man Barton, one of them was I had to show up at the house. He said, invite 10 of your friends. Ten no, of family. Ten uh, family. It was his family, and it was my, my friends, which, were, which are my, my um, chosen family, um, were there. And um, I, we both proposed to one another. I originally proposed to him first, and then after that he proposed to me. And, um, you know, we did the Hoskop. We did it. We tweaked it a little in our way, you know, to cater it to us because obviously we're not, you know, heterosexual couple. So we did it in, in our way, but we kept the traditions the same as far as like the gifting and the baskets and, you know, having the families kind of come together to get to know each other prior to the engagement, which worked wonderfully. We did cousins, um, yeah. my, best, uh, my best man, my friend Vartan, ended up doing it in a very strategic way where he had everyone sitting in different he mixed everyone together to purposely get them to get to know one another right. so wedding like, day everything is much more exciting. yeah, yeah. And, and then during the engagement and then at the engagement everyone kind of already knew each other like, all my so brothers nice. and my cousins already more knew of a younger, my friends younger and stuff, family so it was cool 
already were. It was basically an icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was nice. And then we did an engagement, full engagement with, again, the scenes and all that, with the priest and the prayer. Yeah, and it the was candles hilarious. We were all lined up this way. We have This was all new to you. Oh, my. We have. Yeah. So it was me. It was me. And we were told that I had to stand here, my dad, my mom, uh, my maid of honor, my, my brothers. And then all of a sudden, like, they all go outside and the music's playing, <laughs> dun, 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 and these baskets are coming dun, in. Dun, and dun. Like, oh, it, so they had to go out and then they came in with the music. With the music that, and, then, and the baskets and they're all twisting them. And I'm like, oh my, what's in this, what's in this glass? And then what's in this glass? And I'm like, what is going on here? We're like, all these gifts. And my whole side of the family is just like, this is amazing. <laughs> I want to be What's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you guys had the lavash on the shoulders, right? And well, yes, all that. of course. We, I, he did. even had the red and green going too, right? I, the, are you yeah. serious? The rats, you had the kind of guys do the red no, and green thingy? No, you didn't no, have no, that didn't tradition? That. No, no, no. I, I told him, whatever traditions you want to do that is important to you, we will do it. Whatever is not, just leave it out. <laughs> I won't know. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, can we, can we talk about the outfits? Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, well, well, before the outfits, do you guys, is it like the Armenians as well, where the, uh, well, you're both uh, homosexual, but you know how the girl pays for the engagement and the guy pays for the wedding, or you we just split everything? everything. Ah, yeah. okay. You split everything <laughs> split down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the outfits. I mean, <laughs> we have a question for you guys. Someone wants to know if you would be willing to uh, decorate for their wedding and plan their wedding. Oh, that's so funny. <clears throat> We've had a lot of people ask us, that question um i think it's it's we've actually been talking about it he's done it before i used to do event planning it's a lot of work I, I, I we've been thinking about it bitchy females and brides i can't stand but that's just me bridezillas <laughs> i can't <laughs> it's it's it's, it's were a you lot of work. Well, were either one of you a bridezilla that day on the wedding day or no actually no. Calm. no we should ask jay not them they're not gonna admit that Jay, you should ask him. He should, if he's still on, he should, he should respond. He'll tell you. Well, we got about 200 people on, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to the outfits. I mean, I mean, as, okay, as God, I mean, you guys look like you guys were dressed as brides. Why is that? Why is that? The whole, how? you know, the long kind so of. So we didn't thing. look like kings, we look like brides. So royalty back then, how they had their capes and their crowns too, right? Arnold's so not just, old enough. No, because, no. Listen to me. You've never the, seen the reason Ray why Hart. I say it is because <laughs> next no, the only reason why I say it is because it's like okay, you have the crown. Normally, like the girl wears the crown or the tiara or whatever. The kings it is. wear crowns too. They don't, Arno. And kings wear capes and suits. Uh, well, no, that's the, the suits dress, I did see with fur and all. all. No, the suits, I, the suits I did see at the at the banquet hall. But I was th- I was thinking like maybe you guys would wear like the whole. I was nice hoping black so Wait a minute. So at church, I was wearing a dress. Is what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm not saying a dress. I'm but you said a gown. I said so it looked a gown? like a gown. Yeah. <laughs> Try one on and then we'll see what he thinks. I said it looked like a gown. Basically, it was like the long... I, if full, one of you guys had... So to be very clear, you, we, we were not to... wearing gowns. We were both Jeez. wearing suits with yes. capes like regal kings did back in the day with crowns like kings wore. And the concept was to be a regal kings marrying each other. This is why we got married in a cathedral. And this is why we did the wedding like royalty because that's what we both are. Okay. I heard and there was kings us. that were... Homosexual, even now, a lot of them. Majority are of them. The majority of them were. Yeah. They what still are. What do, you, what do you think Queen Elizabeth's son's not gay? But anyway, that's a different conversation. <laughs> Jesus, that Christ. was very wait, easily wait, said. Epstein did not kill himself, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was uh, the way you uh, you obviously seen is like okay, it's like normally because it's like the bride wears a whole tiara and stuff. But I get it, you guys. But why not men? I, I get it. He has crowns. 
Again, and those crowns were beautiful. What did you wear on your wedding? Suit. A suit. <laughs> gray suit. suit. A gray, gray suit. Gray suit. With gray a bow tie suit. or a tie? Tie. White tie. <laughs> I, I didn't even wear a tie. So I'd want to know how they would have dressed you up if you were to. If I were to go back, I'd wear black suit. So here's the plan. Black <laughs> how long have you black been married, Arno? How long have you been married? 2012. That doesn't answer my question, but I got it. Eight years ago, yes. you got married. So when your 10th year anniversary is coming, we'll have them... We'll Come renew your vows. Design, and when you're design, renewing your yes. vows, yeah, they'll design. You guys your also have to Dude, know my tenth year. I'm going to Europe. Bro. We're very big in the fashion industry. I've been working in fashion the majority of my life. I've been in there. Um, you also have to kind of get to know us as well yeah. as individuals. We're both very artistic. Um, we're both very. Um, we're. We live a specific type of lifestyle. We're very into clothes and fashion. We like to push boundaries and borders when it comes to. <clears throat> fashion i mean if you're ever on my social media page you'll see or if you I mean if you ever catch me outside you'll see that uh, catch me outside yeah, yeah outside. catch me outside you'll see that, that, that i you know sense. i don't just wear a t-shirt and a pair of jeans like i like yeah. to put together a look and obviously for my wedding it was very 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 expected for me to do something over the top it's kind of like those platinum guys that got married you expected them to do something and it was the yeah. same thing for us in our social circle of friends or our family knew that when we got married it was going to be something over the top it was going to be something very dramatic hence the reason why i wore a veil i did that on purpose because i wanted to take the concept of a woman and twist it into a man in a sense and say why not i didn't know about the veil see? so he if you no see idea. if you see the video my mom turns around it's like he's wearing a, a veil. veil and then yeah. i tell them you should have wore a veil that's actually longer, longer than the train that bigger but that was the concept and, but, but, <laughs> you see how it throws me off man but but, but i thought but, it was like but something but if you look at it looking really you well on you it. just pay too much attention to if you look at it amazing yeah if you look at it in a fashion viewpoint and you look at it in an artistic way you would see that it was something spectacular <laughs> because no one had ever done anything like that no one will ever do anything like that or even if they did it would have never looked the same and I wanted to take that kind. And that's the beauty about fashion and style is that you take certain concepts and designs and ideas and you divert them to your own personal touch. And you, mm -hmm. you set and you do something iconic, which is what I did. And I guarantee you someone will try to do that. Actually, JJ sent me a picture of a of of someone. No, no, no. Uh, many, brides, <laughs> many brides wore um, fur throws and capes. No, this... Um, this uh, Three weeks after our wedding, mm -hmm. someone had done an event. It was a guy. Mm -hmm. It was like some event he was doing, and he was wearing a cape with the with, with the crown and all that stuff too. So it's it's definitely oh yes, trendy. yeah yeah yeah. Oh, it's yeah, become yeah. trendy now. Yeah. But you're but you're not in the fashion industry though. You're you professionally you do something else. Professionally, right? I'm not in the fashion industry, but I am. I've always loved you know being in fashion. I've always loved clothing. I've always been into style and decor and mm -hmm. and all of that. So when it came to our wedding, it was something that you know we naturally wanted to emphasize on that this is why we did three outfit changes you know we wore the the ceremony outfits and then we wore like basic tuxedos mm -hmm. and then we wore bodysuits the bodysuits i don't body remember suits? yeah during yeah, the, the white one we wore bodysuits body oh, oh body yes suits. yes i remember yeah. i remember that now i think you should try one of those on art <laughs> well, they're gonna have to design one specifically to fit happen, my bro. curves. It's a bodysuit, bro. It'll just <laughs> we have we have an amazing team that actually was able to turn our designs to life. Yeah, that we work with the people that yeah, do our swimwear on ninth um, on ninth. Bella and Marissa, they did they do 
I, um, they the do our production, house. their fashion yeah. house. So the fashion house on 9th came up with um, the capes that we both That's wore. That's the fashion district, right? That tall right. building. Yeah. Right. I, right. Uh, yeah. I was with Bella in the home. I showed her on a mannequin how I wanted it and what we did. And then we met with Marissa where she's like the main designer that draws it out. So I gave her my vision, and working together, we created what Look, we wanted. But you know the what's funny is when we were putting together the concept for our wedding, and when I say this to people, they, they, they're like, yeah, sure. But, but it generally is 100% the truth. We literally just wanted to get married, and we wanted to do a wedding, and we literally did nothing different than what anyone else did as far as centerpieces. I got white flower centerpieces. I got a hall. I got a church. I got limousines. I got flower girls made of honors dresses. Blah, blah, blah. But I just think when it all came together, it just pulled in so beautifully that yeah. day. Yeah. And when we were standing up on the altar during our actual wedding, when the priest came out to, was it communion? Uh, it's communion, right? Yeah. When he came out to communion and he was you know, passing out you know, the little pieces of bread to everyone is when we realized what was going on. We didn't realize how spectacular the wedding was until we kind of took a moment and stepped back and we're like, oh my God, like this is really, this it's is really it. happening. We had a mm. full core choir we hired at the church. Wow. Um, 16 choir singers who sang like Ave Maria and sang, I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it was out of this world, but we never thought that it would actually turn out to be that way. And, and, and it was such an amazing feeling for us to be able to not just celebrate our love, but to be able to celebrate our success and our ability to give ourselves that I think is so, um, and just the dreams just that we commendable had for us in a sense, you know, it wasn't done despite so many people have said such hurtful things in the sense that like you did it on purpose. You got married on a church to prove a point. And it's like, no, we didn't yeah. do any of those things. We did the, the things that any normal person that gets married does that wants to build a union and a family together. And, And it just turned out to be something beyond our wildest imaginations. I mean, the videography, the way that it was shot with us walking in with our capes and walking in with his parents. I mean, it just you can't help but just to say, wow, when you look at it, because it truly was spectacular in so many ways. It was shot. And, and that's, why, that's why we wanted to have you guys on the show is to hear your side of the story. Because there's so many rumors about, well, yeah, they did it just to prove a point or they did it for this reason. But... The We're only just, way to hear the JJ truth is... JJ said the bodysuit is what got everyone in North Hollywood upset. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> it was probably my first shawl I was wearing. <laughs> I probably take no, the body. No, the bodysuit. Body he the said body, that the, the, the bodysuit. Body See, with all, with all the shit you guys got, if you were to go back, would you still allow your vendors to post everything? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. JJ, the morning of when JJ came to my home, he said, Rosario, do you mind... If I take a quick little video so I can post it on Instagram. And I said, by all means. I go, I already post on my Instagram based for my swimwear. So you posting this was not going to make a difference. I said, go, go ahead. But I didn't know it was going to become that big. Would it be that big. But I wouldn't change anything. I would go back and live that same day. Just the way it happened. I had such, I the we same had vendors, such the an same amazing everything. time. So, amazing and we truly vendors. enjoyed ourselves. Mm -hmm. We the partied all night. The most amazing vendors are the ones that we chose with, accepted us, believed us, listened to us what we wanted, and it had nothing to do with we were gay. We did, I mean, go through a lot of people that wouldn't even talk to us as soon as we came out of a phone call. They didn't know. But as soon as we arrived, everything was like, oh, you want that? 
centerpiece, it's seven thousand dollars. You want this limousine? <laughs> yeah. That's gonna cost so do you, you know why, fifteen thousand right? dollars. You guys, you guys should have surprised. You understand them. why they have that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just almost like an unspoken truth that gay people are always rich. That's probably no, why no, they do no, that. No, no, no. Is that true? Are gay people? <laughs> it's just, I mean, no, no, no. You guys all know. I understand where that's coming yeah. from. Most gay men and women are successful. I don't know anybody that isn't in a sense, but I don't yeah. think that has anything to do with being gay or straight. But just in general, um, are, I do understand. I've, I've heard that a lot. Are there more gay men or women? Do you I think it's even. it's even. I mean, I wouldn't know the statistics or the... Uh, I'm just, the, the, just the, but, but, I mean, it's pretty it even, I'm sure. By the way, There's how did lot. you two meet? There's, I, I forgot to ask you that. We We've met, been talking about the wedding. Our, our, <laughs> our meet is actually interesting. We met on a wonderful app called Tinder. Oh, <laughs> swipe left or swipe right. right. Yeah. Which, you got, which did side you did you swipe? Then, swipe right? But then, yeah, we both connected. <laughs> we both connected and then kind of had a conversation. And then... We just kind of just stopped talking. Then we were at an art gallery. Like months, like seven months, months later. later. And we kind of bumped into each other. We talked like once, twice on Tinder. And that was it. Nothing. And then seven months later. Seven months later, um, one of my friends, uh, Jacob, says, hey, I have an event to go to. Do you want to come? It was an art show and our gallery dinner and all. And I said, sure. And we met then. there. We met there. Ah, so you you had hooked and up on Tinder. And then he was Tinder, like, "I know you, and I know you." He was like, "I know you, I know you." I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." So it was you. meant to I've be. I've never huh? seen you in my life. I was like, "I don't know who you are," but he was like, "I know you." But from I want to know who you are. So after yeah. that, yeah, we became best friends, and then after that, things kind of connected. Connected. We, we we were definitely friends for a while. I mean, we just hung out, like worked out together. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So we have a couple uh, questions here. I want to get to. Um, I don't get that one. <laughs> that one I don't the, even want to ask. Bro. Which one? The Trump one? Or? Come on. <laughs> Go ahead, ask. <laughs> they, Go they, ahead. Do you it. Don't, you don't have to answer this, but they, they want to know if you like no Trump. Politics. No, oh, yeah. You, no they politics. No Did they say that? No politics? Yeah, we no said politics. we won't get into politics. I, I was going to wear a Bernie hat. They didn't but <laughs> no politics. They said they just wouldn't get into ah, politics. Okay. I was going to wear my Bernie hat, but I donated it. Gave it to somebody for free, so I have to wear my Trump hat. <laughs> Bernie hats are free. I'll take one. <laughs> so the other question we had earlier by Armin was, um, uh, he had asked about when you guys knew and all that, which we covered. I, I mentioned to him, we did cover that about maybe... 34 minutes ago. 30, 30 40 minutes into the <laughs> podcast. Um, but the other question he had was, do you ever wish that you were born a woman instead of a man absolutely not uh, no 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 so you'd rather be a gay man than a full-blown woman 100 percent. right i have no identity issue <clears throat> i did want to ask you guys what do you guys think of someone that's like caitlin jenner transgender i guess is that I what they support her yeah. i support i think it's amazing so do you guys tr- like you support her in their decision to not go all the way yet she wants to dress as a woman but doesn't want to get rid of the she always support her in yeah. whatever decision she chooses I think she to make looks with her amazing life. whatever she decides i feel like we should be there to support her as long as she's not harming or hurting anybody or committing any crimes or doing anything illegal and crazy well she did commit a crime but that's beside <laughs> how about well how about if you know drunk driving you see a lot of these uh, individuals who who are uh, boys or men who become women and then they compete in women's sports and take away the records how about that? Problem. Uh, I mean, is that an issue you think, or you're not in sports, you don't care? <laughs> no, you know, this is for Rosario. Yeah, yeah. Rosario would know. Rosario, this. I mean, yeah. There, I think that's just a 
tricky question. Um, Let me put it this way to you. Sorry. It's happening. We both played on a soccer field, right? If you were to go and join the girls' high school soccer team, wouldn't you be 100 times more successful than you were on well, the so, uh, boys' uh, soccer actually, team? Uh, actually, there were two girls. One girl played on our football team. Yeah, no problem. She can take a hit harder than I can. It's skill. Okay. Not only that, soccer we played our whole life. There was two. One of them was a good, good friend of the family's. No, you're talking about two girls. No, what I two was separate trying to girls ask for is saying those is, girls. But I'm those saying girls, when men, when men. We're but yeah, but what, I'm trying I'm to sure get there. Professional. What I'm telling you is that these two girls that got these full scholarships, okay, okay they can run circles literally around our varsity soccer team. Okay. Maybe about 50% of them. Throw that aside. An athlete is an athlete, right? Period. So if a girl can play on a men's team, why not the other uh, way the around? Play. Wait, wait. That, that's where I have a problem. Because for me, as uh, an amazing soccer girl what? can ball any guy, too. That's fine. That's it's fine. the technique that they have. My they have issue. speed. Definitely. They, they have, have the finesse. knowledge. They have, they, have, they have better finesse. I would give them that. But the muscular, look, men and women are built differently. Can we yeah. all agree to that? Yeah. If for a man to go play on a women's soccer team, of course he's going to have more Well, are they going to let this man that is now a woman play on the man team? That's the issue that there is mm-hmm. as well. She may not. Genetically, she's she a may man. not genetically, have yes, the strength, genetically she's but a man. she may have better skills. Mm-hmm. Right. So Each do you sport think sport requires different <coughs> techniques? Soccer requires. A so lot what I'm of saying is, okay, if, soccer is about eighty percent. The thing is, is she's a, she's a female now, right? Complete female. Now that I, I don't know a lot into it, so I don't want to speak much about it. My my problem is with men that are born male. That compete in women's sports, like for example, women's but wrestling. It, right, but is it, it? They are not allowing them to play on the men's team because they're now saying that the men's are saying that she is a female, so no, she no, needs no, to no, play. No, on no, the no, 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 she can't. She can't. She so can. she can't play on the men's. She team. can't. So what? where is she wait, going wait, wait, to play? What do you mean? That's why they have a separate league. Let me let me explain one thing to you. The W, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, the MLB, and FIFA do not discriminate. A woman can play on their team. Can play. And NBA. So you think, but the thing is, if you have a woman, let's say, let's say a, a very, the best woman on the in the WNBA, underneath the rim, and you have LeBron James running down the court, and he, and he takes off. Charge. She's not taking that charge. No way. She's not True. taking. She might. She's not taking. No, she might. I guys, mean, the, the girl that I will never You'd forget. Her. You guys, Venus she Williams. Was, Venus Williams played a guy ranked in the hundreds in tennis. The guy beat her in three sets. Zero. Sure. She didn't score a point. That's just na- I mean, nature. That's Things just like nature. That happen, it's, it's, the thing is, women coming into men's sports, do it. If you can great. do it, do it. I'm all for it, it. It hasn't happened yet. They haven't been able to do it because of the men being physically stronger. But then when a, but man, when a goes, man goes into a woman's sport, that's not fair. It's not. Yeah. You can't do that. <clears throat> imagine if, imagine if Bruce Jenner at Got the it. time... Competed in women's Olympics. How many more records would he hold? He would have like forty gold medals at those Olympics. Yeah. Come on, like, there's a runner now. It's a he's a male and he's running against females. He's, he's how about weightlifting? Them. Weightlifting, yeah. for example, Armin brought it, it up. Yeah, you, like because our bodies are built differently, the hormones all there. Sure. Now, if a, let's just say weightlifting, for example, let's say soccer, we both know about it. But weightlifting, there's no way 
Is that fair for a man to come and weightlifting? He has to have no experience. He's sure. still gonna beat the woman that's been sure. training you for guys, four years you guys, to win that Olympic weights, right? game. You you would say so, a woman that's weight weighs yeah, the same weight. My physical weighted. therapist could th- throw me. Your physical therapist could throw you. Can literally, she can pick me up. Mm-hmm. And she can toss me. Well, but but he's not a professional. No, weightlifter. no, I know. Well, there's that. Too. But and that. we were, we do work out. Used to. Used to. About <laughs> six to seven d- days a week. M- marriage screwed that up too. <laughs> no, no, no. We just, we got so busy with business and yeah. planning the yeah, wedding and, and stuff take, that we kind of stopped. Marriage. But take that, take the side for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're not going to. Go ahead. Well, are we going to dive a little more into the whole transgender thing? Or Let's do it. Are you, I'm, I'm all open to are you guys it. open to it? I, I, I want to make I sure just, they're comfortable I, with it. I'm just support. I will support whatever they <clears throat> choose to do. Period. Whether I'm you're not going to tell somebody whatever you are. how to live their life. Yeah. It's now, that's place. up to the sport committee and FIFA and all of them to decide and the Olympics committee to decide if they can play there or not. I can't make that. There judgment. was that. There was that little girl. Um, she was playing in the little leagues. Yeah. She was a pitcher. She was great. She was striking boys out left and right. But as she's getting older and older and older, the boys are catching up to her. Yeah. Her arm is not strong enough to get in the MLB. Girls. They're are allowing her. They're look, saying try it, out. Forget but, it, forget about boys and girls. Look at even men from different parts of the world. Uh, genetically, the bone structures. For example, you look at Simone guys, right? They're built Simone. like tanks. Women are built like tanks. Oh too. my god, I know. Right. Simone so, is. but we're talking about Simone men. Yes. I don't care how much you work out, you you can't compete with the Simone guy. Those guys are built like there's there's no tomorrow. By nature, nothing. By else. nature, they don't have yes. to work out. Nothing. So it's if by nature, just from from your geographic location, makes a difference. I think. It definitely makes a difference if you're born a man or a woman. And we can't compare. Like, you can't say, for example, the professional soccer player woman can't. You know, she'll whoop your ass like there's no tomorrow. 100%. Right? Because you're not a professional not soccer. as much as a guy. Let's say a guy goes and joins the girls' soccer league. He's going to be much more successful than a, a professional no. and soccer. And I'll tell you this much. A really, really good female soccer player will probably whoop your ass. My ass? Yeah. Not, but, not probably. 100%. Compare her to like, I, I think it also depends on the sport too Definitely. that they're playing. You, you know what I like, mean? I think JJ brought up golf. Okay, golf. Let's let's have it. Let's even let that's different. Share. No, it's different. different. It's still different. It's different. Yeah, of course, the guy's gonna hit the ball five hundred yards. The, where the, the, some women might hit it five hundred yards. What's, <laughs> what's behind it is is she's this person is now fully transitioned into a woman, so she wants to be respected as a full. On w- woman, that's what is going on currently. But I can't say I can't answer more about it because I haven't studied enough. I haven't got statistics enough to speak facts beyond it. Do you know well, what? I mean? Well, it's it's true. It's like that. The uh, football coach manager they asked you the today. Well, what do you think of the coronavirus? He goes, "Why are you asking me? I'm just a football coach." He goes, "I <laughs> yeah. put on a hat. I show up. I coach the team." You can't home. ask me about politics. You can't ask me about science. You can't. I don't know anything about. These I don't things. have enough statistics <laughs> re, like regarding it. Like there's testings, yes, that needs to be done. Racing, blood work. There's a lot of things behind it. Whose alarm is that? Is that My bedtime alarm. or? There's a lot of things behind it. So I don't think we're at a place where we can say yeah. yes yeah. or no. Like we will support a straight person as much as we will support 
a trans, trans but we will support a gay, a lesbian, uh, a queer, a any bi- human, any human, any human or being that wants to make. We're any not. At, we're not at a place to say you can't anyone. do that. That's not my job. Yeah. So for anybody watching that has, let's say, kid that they think may be homosexual or uh, undecided or whatever the situation is, or they have friends or family or anybody. Sure. What is... He's just asking for a friend. <laughs> asking for a friend. Nor, nor asked the question. Nor <laughs> asked. She did. I didn't Nora see asked. It. She said, what would you do? What would... What's what, would, your what would be advice? your advice? Yeah, what's your so advice to them? So here's what you do. If you feel that your child <laughs> might be homosexual, you do nothing, and you continue to love your child and care for your child and educate your child and live your life and allow your child to come to you when they are ready. Look, That's all. There is many sports, for say, if a child wants to do gymnastics, If a child wants to do figure skating, if a child, let them be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. Let them figure it out. Don't, don't terrify them where now they can't come and speak to you. Right. Like, don't push a girl to do ballet because she's a girl. She has to do ballet. Let Or them don't be. force a guy to play football just because he's a guy. And he wants to play football. Like, if, don't do that. If he comes and says, Mommy, I like boys. Okay. You like boys. Have a conversation. What, what's the What big is deal? it about boys that you Have like? Have fun. Let's continue to play your sports. You like boys. It could possibly change. change when he's a little bit older. Do you know what I mean? To find out who he truly is as a person. But as a parent, it's our job to guide them. That's it. Let Love, them support, choose guide. when they're at an age. Let them choose what they want to choose. What Rosario? Our job is to stand by them, to support them, to feed them, to nurture them, to drop them off at school, pick them up, right. sports. That's our What Rosario is trying to say to is them. keep open communication with your child at all times about everything, especially nowadays. You want to have open communication with your children about everything. You want your child to be a friend to you to an extent where they're comfortable to tell you about every single thing. And we don't have children, but that's something that we've learned by watching other people who have children, which is what we will embody on our children when we have them. Because we want them to have open floor communication. Tell us about whatever it is that you need to say. Because there is no one that should be a better friend to you than your own parent. In, in, in college. And it's normal for children to feel uncomfortable to talk to their parents about things. But it's also very normal for a child to feel comfortable to be able to tell their parent what they want. There to was a good friend of mine when I was in, um, in, in New York and I was working there, which he passed away with suicide. Wow. Because his parents just did not want to accept it. So he decided to end his life. What do the parents say in the funeral? Do they blame themselves? Absolutely. They said, I could have accepted my child. He would have been here today. But now I'm mourning his loss for something that me and my husband decided not to accept. It's too late. Yeah. For what? Love your child for who that... It's Child difficult. Is. It's difficult when you know seeing those parents at that point were like it's heartbreaking because they just lost a child and they knew it was because of them. The child wasn't my friend wasn't strong enough as much as we said it's okay you can make it on your own but he needed the support and the love from a parent. That's why a parent love is very very important from day one to continue the path with them. Just be there for them. 
no matter what they decide. It's it's funny because children at a very small age can say something so small and hurt your feelings as an adult. It's so like a child can walk up to the parent and be like, "I hate you" or "I don't love you," and that affects you. Right? You know what I mean? And so it's 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 interesting because, in that same token, children, uh, you know, when they grow up. Uh, and they're they're going through their stages in their life. You still want them to be able to come to you and talk to you and tell you those things. But as a parent, you need to practice self control. And I think as human beings, as we get older, we get tested, and we we tend to uh, lose certain things about ourselves or with our self control. And that comes from work, business, life, just in general, everything that you face on a day to day basis. But when it comes to your children, you must practice that level of grounding self-control to be able to communicate with your children. And, and if, if your child ever says anything to you at an age that you don't understand, I would urge you, especially if it has to do with being gay, if your child comes to you and says, I might be gay, and if you don't understand what it is, don't ever show your child that you're confused because your child at that moment is looking to you for a level of guidance and support. No, but that's and easy you, to say, you, you, you never. Yes, but you must. But the more you say it, the more you implement it, the more people hear it, the more they should start practicing it. It's kind of like, for example, when someone passes, right? And they say, you need to be strong. You should be strong for, mm. uh, for your sister. You know, she lost her husband today, for example. It's that same token. You need to be strong for your child. And you need to figure it out yourself because you're the adult, not the child. And it's your job as the parent to come back and say, okay, well, let's have this conversation now. Let's figure out, you know. You don't have to have an answer at that moment. Of course not. Yeah, you don't have to. Take time. You just need to listen. Go seek help yourself. Just listen. Everyone has a couple people they could ask. Eleonora says, what about for for religious and cultural views? What was the question? What about for religious and cultural views? Religion and culture. I believe. Uh Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I believe in religion. It has nothing to do with me being gay or not. At all. I pray. I believe in God. I, I go to church. This is why yep. I wanted to get married in a church yep. and have a Catholic ceremony. Yep. Just because we're gay doesn't mean we don't believe. Listen. Everybody, every religion, people believe in any religion. I am gay and I have what I was raised as. Raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. This is what I believe in. Yep. Listen. Uh, it doesn't change all, because if you believe in in God and you know you're into religion, if that's your thing, then we're all God's children. We all were put in this world the same way everyone else was. So if there were to be no gay people, God would have never made gay people. Do you understand? You don't are, become gay. Yeah. You are. But we also have so, to go back: is who created that child? You and your wife. Right. <laughs> that's funny. I'm sorry say to say. That. Because but that's who created that, that child? He your did. sperm with your wife's egg. Exactly. Okay, so, so if you, you created a bl- gay child. If you want to well, blame course, somebody, so, uh, so the parents that don't accept, is that, is that looked at as their failure? Is that why that they don't accept? What do you mean? It's, it's not a failure, but you want to blame a child that has nothing to do, do with, with it, it yeah. when you created it? Of course. Why is this child paying the consequences for something you created? Can you guys clarify one thing? There's a lot of people on here going saying, oh, choice, choice, choice. They, they're choosing, they're choosing. Is it a choice or are you born? For the, for, for the million, 700th yeah. time. You do not choose. For these people that are asking this question, would you go be with another man today if you're a man? Or if you're a woman, would you go be with another woman? The answer would probably be no, unless you're gay. So you don't choose that. That's how you're look, born. I think, I think what a lot of people don't understand, and they think that we choose, okay? For me, I prayed for years to 
change me. For God, like, prayed and prayed and prayed. But guess what? You can't change something that you are. So I had to learn to deal with me. Now I love the fact that I'm gay. But no, you don't choose. Like, we have to spend $250,000, a quarter a of a million dollars to have a child. Would I do that? Or would I marry a woman that I can live a, great, uh, live a, a life the same thing? But no, I'm not attracted to a woman. I wasn't born that way. This is who I'm attracted to. And unfortunately, we have to spend a lot of money to have what we want, which is for straight couples, it's so easy. You pregnant this not person. Always. You well, think not it's always. Not people, always. Straight people have to do A lot of insurance is helps, you, but, you guys. For us, so it's different. We talked about I this go off pick the, on a tree. Yeah, we, we talked about this off the podcast. And uh, we'll talk about we'll really quickly talk about this before we go to the next subject. If you were to be born again, and I want to get an answer from both of you, would you choose to be gay? He answered but, that. Yeah, we answered that. We don't yeah, choose. We Rosario didn't. No, he's asking you if you were born. Would you again, be, would, would you want to be gay or, or would you want to be straight? If I was born a gay, I would be 100% gay the way I am now. I love my life now. Mm. But I worked for it. 100%. Yeah. Look, it didn't come it, easy. It, it's such a tough question because and 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 when people always tell me, "Look, I would never take anything back." I, I would never change anything. That's a great thing to say because whether you want to or not, you can't change it anyways. And then I don't even Maybe if to I answer s- your question earlier, why gay people are so wealthy is because gay people are the strongest people you'll ever meet. Why? Because they had to go through so many so different much. obstacles in their mm-hmm. life. And because mm-hmm. they've had to face so many different obstacles, they are successful and smarter and wiser and more put together and what have you. I mean, look at me. I was put out when I was 22 years old. Today, I'm, I can compare myself to someone extremely successful. And I have the capabilities to do anything I want to do, anywhere I want to go with my husband. I have no limitations and no boundaries in life, and I did it myself. And that was all because <laughs> I, I... think it's also we work harder. That was, that's yeah. because but you that was your, all because I had to... You had your back against the wall. There, exactly. That's probably why. Yeah. There you go. But yeah. most gay people do, and that's the thing. Because when you come out, and most of your families don't understand whether they do or they don't. Let's say you come out in a family, and your family's like, Yay, we love you. You're gay. That's amazing, my son. There's still a lot of work for that person to do because yeah. now he's walking into a we're whole going to school new that genre we're not accepted of at. life. You understand? Yeah, I can't even begin so to imagine what it's like. It's, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's also is like okay, a child when a child comes to you and you're denying them, they're already being denied from the rest of the world. Already don't like gay people, so yeah. now they got to come home to having that negative as well. Like, what is that and poor child going to do? That's the safest place they want to be, right? Being home should be their safe zone. Yeah. We have somebody now that wants to be a boy. And the family is not accepting it. Well, we, have a, we had a situation with, uh, with a friend of ours that we knew. And, you know, um, their child was having an identity crisis. And their parents did, you know, had a very difficult time trying to figure it out. And, um, you know, they're blaming everyone and everything around them. But the one thing they're not doing is listening to what their child is they're not blaming themselves them. at all. And, 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 and the but thing it's not is, about blaming themselves. It's just about like, okay, if your child comes, get knowledge behind them. Don't scare them. Don't scare them because they already have the, they're fighting the outside world. And then they come to home for like, I need your support. You're my, you, you need to help me. And you don't. And the funny thing is, and that's why going the back to what you said high. earlier, one of it you guys scary. said something terrifying. earlier. Uh, communication with your child. Mm-hmm. This child seeks communication elsewhere to us, and we're not this child's parents. 
Do you see what I mean? Do you see when I said you keep open communication with your child? Because see what this child did? This child was wise. Found us. They, the child knows us. It's a friend, a friend of ours, right? right. It comes to us and didn't go to their parents because they knew they couldn't. Now, that's a problem there. So it's we're the there. major problem. It's the same thing with an employer-to-employee relationship. If your employee doesn't feel comfortable to talk to you, they're going to resign because of something stupid that they felt threatened to talk to you about. Where right. you could have just sit, sat down with them and explained, no, if you want a raise or if you want weekends off or if you want whatever, every other Thursday off, sure, we can work something out. But they don't feel comfortable discussing with me. Next thing you know, you get well, a resignation. It's like that saying, most real conversations in life are never comfortable to have in yeah. the first place. Yeah. Real but, conversations like are Like we also deal with it at work. I was... A, big corporate i'm in the corporate world and i was told that i can no longer hire gay people because you had too many gay people hired because supposedly i hired two that were physically had the best resume Mm. it was them so i for choose who the best resume was i came back now mind you i had 22 stores so me hiring two gay people shouldn't be a big deal but i was called in the office and says you're no longer al- allowed to hire gay people who gets to choose that for you well so you said you own the business but someone's calling you so not even that we're dealing now we're dealing in the corporate world mm. i lost two jobs because I it's was crazy gay. because being it's so funny because being gay is, is it's interesting Remember when Seven Jeans came out and everybody wanted a pair of Seven Jeans? Every female wore. Yeah. Wore, okay. Sorry, they're saying, please give your guests some water. You guys want water? <laughs> Haru keeps on flicking this, oh, hoping one of the guests. Is- so we're just playing with it. <laughs> I'm just playing with it. No, I'm fine. But thank you. Thank you. I love the fact that our viewers are very <laughs> observant. Yes. And then- they are. Well, we have somebody who's actually open to adoption. Apparently, Super Sako says you could adopt them if the will and trust is in place. Um, you, guys have, you guys have a good, good trust in place. He's willing right. to. Uh... Right. I can only imagine having him as my child. <laughs> we had him here for four hours. Oh four and a half, almost That's crazy. Uh, when are you coming back, Super Sako? <laughs> Super Edgar. <laughs> no, I was talking about Sako coming oh. back on the show. Oh man, Sako yeah, comes back on the yeah. show. We're gonna. So I have to keep that organized. We have to start a little bit earlier. We <laughs> went home at midnight. No, it's twelve thirty, bro. Yeah, Arno got in trouble. He got home at midnight, bro. Who cares? Was the best wife was knocked out with the baby. I get there, the kid's like hanging halfway off the couch. Wife's passed out. <laughs> it's okay. We'll do without water. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about us. <laughs> the hosts don't need a goddamn thing. You want some? I got it. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we call it a night? You guys have a very interesting Instagram page, by the way. Oh, Instagram page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, our ins- if, if people are following us on social media, um, we, you, we, the marketing idea behind it obviously is generated for Rosario Swimwear line, which is Salvatore Swim. <coughs> um, it's a swimwear line. And obviously it's all about body. And Don't worry, he does this all the time. Yeah. He's alive, he's alive. Lay off that pipe, young man. The company is called Rosario Salvatore. The swim division is Salvatore, Salvatore swim. swim. Okay. So um, you know, it's all it's all it's all marketed and generated towards body sex and, and sex sales, remember. Yeah, so is what it's it's just it is. 
Hard, we have a question. What's your profession? My profession? Yes. I'm in the real estate industry. Real He's estate. a real estate. He's real estate. I'm real estate. <laughs> I sell home anything you want. I got for you. <laughs> what were you saying, Arno, about the, My, the pages? My page. computer decided to update itself. Oh. Um, oh, no. Good timing. Good yeah, timing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, seriously. I, I, uh, it's, uh, I think he was talking about the provocative. You, you guys don't think it's a little over the top? <laughs> no, not in our community. It's not. It's actually very normal. But, yeah. Would you be okay if you, were, you guys were to have kids and they were to look at stuff like that? Totally. It's just a butt. I think uh, at a certain age, not at the age of five. Well, our kids wouldn't see it until they're at a specific age because they wouldn't be having <clears throat> social media at a young age. Let's say the if they were place, like 13, right? 14 years old and they were to stumble <laughs> on a page like that. You guys would be okay with it? Yeah. 13, I would have a lot of things blocked. I know, but here's the thing, it's it's social media. But unfortunately today, these kids at the age of nine already know... Everything. Everything. How to have sex, how they're having sex, what a male body looks like, what a female body looks like. It's insane. Of course, but I mean, you guys want to have kids, right? Yeah. So your daughter stumbles upon a page like that. That's fine. It's the human body. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not showing you my genitals. For me, a human body is art. Absolutely right. And that's how I look at... As so, a, like, yes, again, that's Instagram. The, we're, sti- we're speaking as adults right now. Yeah, like, yeah. For, as an adult, you look at it, it's, it's a form of... Art. I guess You're it's that right. American and European concept of understanding things. American concept is nudity is exiled. <laughs> European concept is nudity is something that's very normal. So, when I go to, when I go so to my example, hometown... for example, looking at breasts you have, at the beach yeah. in Europe is extremely normal. <clears throat> Seeing breasts here, they cover kids' eyes. For what for reason? For what reason? So, I went to Brazil. No, to Spain. And there's a family nude beach, mm-hmm. right? So it's family, family, and the nude. And you walk around, the dad's naked, the mom's nude, the kids are nude, and everybody on that beach is nude. Us, we grew up knowing when we went to the beach, there were females nude at all times, and yeah. men half nude. So actually, it's not a big thing because Americans are making everything, oh my God, oh my so God, her tits are out. What's the first thing you see when you're born? A boob. Exactly. You're born nude. <laughs> you see That's the beauty of it. You're born naked and <laughs> the rest naked. is drag. <laughs> and guess what? You... I get it. But I mean, <clears throat> what I'm saying is you have a kid, your kid gets on social media and sees that stuff. 13, 14, 15-year-old kid. Well, my child personally will totally be okay with it because they will grow up in an environment where understanding <clears throat> that the human body is something that's totally normal. Because in our home, we have photographs and artwork and paintings of us so if you have a, if, if you have a, if you have a girl, twelve years old, thirteen years old, she stumbles mm-hmm. upon something like that, sure, brings it up to, you. sure, Rosario, you, we'll, we'll definitely chat about it. We'll have a conversation. But do you think? But do you think? It. But do you think it's okay for them to see something like that at that age? Yeah. Why not? They already seen it. Period. They already seen it before. They see it in cartoons. I, I think so. These kids TV. were like when I went to Spain. <clears throat> These kids are like four or five years old. I'm not talking about Europe, man. Forget, Ten years forget, old. We're, we're in America. Forget, we're in America, bro. Forget, forget yeah, okay, Europe. I get it. In America, look at just this look way. at Shrek. Bro. Look at Shrek, the cartoon. Look at all these Disney cartoons. They're all half naked in them anyway. They're already seeing bodies. The okay, kids already me, understand. Me, okay, okay let me ask you one thing. When there were st- there's certain movies that are out that you watched mm-hmm. as a kid, you didn't really understand everything that was going on right. in it. And then when you became an adult, you watched the same movie. You're like, holy shit, I didn't catch that. We're no. talking about porn or... Well, that was because porn. we were growing up in a different <laughs> we're, era. We're, we're talking about a rear end of a guy. We're, we're, yeah, talking, we're talking about... Right, like, but we're yeah. talking about... We're so, talking so about a different era. So that's what nowadays understand that So that's why, I, that's why the Shrek comparison doesn't really... 
it doesn't really well, do justice. Some, some, some even not even late night prime time shows show a lot of butt too. What are you talking days. about? Oh, of yeah. course, it makes a comparison. Kids supposed to be the kids supposed <laughs> to be sleeping at that time. Wait, let me what tell are you, you about. What are My you, kids I, I saw know, a man's ass right by the Glendale Gallery, and the guy had his pants down. down. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Ads? How can I Abercrombie ads, Nike ads, Adidas ads, Puma ads? They're all fully. They're all fully naked people. What are you? Come on, you gotta live in a world You're where you gotta me expand ads are your fully horizon. Naked? You can't try to hide you your kids Gucci's from everything. Ad, Dolce Gabbana ads? They're fully naked. Not fu- they're well, not fully naked, but they're, they're showing their parts of their completely body. Out. But let me ask you guys this question. I've seen that picture. It's just your butts. It's just my butt. I know, yeah. but it's, it's, right. it's not like do it's you guys think it would be okay just... if it was the other way? What do you mean? The front? All open, we would, would not, not do be that. We would not do that. No, See? that's not something we do. Absolutely. That's not something that's we do. That's my question. But we do. But like, we, I don't mind a girl with her boobs out and her butt, but I don't think she, her legs should be open. Definitely. Right. There's a difference now, now between taking different. photographs. For example, no there's different art. taking photographs for taking it photographs and, 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 different and, art. and <laughs> looking a little sexy and hot, and then there's photographs which is pornography. There's two different types. Um, what we do and what we have is generated, like I said, specifically for marketing purposes for the campaign that we're kind of running with the swimwear, which works wonders for us and it does great, and it's gained a lot of followers and lots of attention, and it, it works also, in our favor. Yeah, we and, our and, and we're also very proud of our body and we're proud of what we but have. We also to show. live in a world that sex sells. One hundred percent. I don't know. Imagine you're a realtor, right? Mm-hmm. When you when you post pictures of your homes, imagine yeah. if. There was also a picture mm-hmm. of you in the bathroom with your ass showing. Imagine how much more attention you probably you sell would get. a lot more homes. I swear okay, you. So when you walk you'd into close the deal. <laughs> no, I'm serious. But his so, the shoes is doing it. Why would he when, take when, the pants when off were, when the when shoes we were, is getting it done, bro? When we were home shopping, <laughs> mm-hmm. we went to a lot of homes. Did you guys buy anything? Homes? Yeah. Homes? Did you guys buy a home? Several homes. Yeah, several homes. Yeah, we own a home. But what I'm saying is, we I was about to jump in and be like, hey, guys. <laughs> we He's are a real estate. Owner. But yeah. we went we to we went to it was like two or three homes where you walked in and there was a full blown image of a naked woman on this wall and on another corner a map like huge of a of a nude man completely. <clears throat> so imagine if I had kids, what I want to say. We're walking. You know what's we're funny walking is I remember home. growing up as a child. I don't know if your Armenian families were like that. But I remember those old Rokogo Armenian, yeah, like, with the, the, with the, 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 the stuff. Na- totally with naked, naked women. Lady yeah. like this, with, with the fruits. With, with the fruits, with the right? Butt naked. Like, I remember seeing that yeah. in my grandma's like room and stuff as a kid. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's I mean? everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. You can't so you were, hide it. you were interested back then, huh? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it's that picture that turned me gay. My grandmother's picture in her bedroom. No, Grandma, you turned out gay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> grandma's <laughs> it's a good thing my grandma didn't have that in her house. Uh, yeah. I think the Haina dust, none of the Haina dust people had that. Did it you was, have it? Was it a giant thing? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was a giant Probably, thing. Probably, bro. I think it was. Ours was the thing. I, the, the Haina dust people, they always had the melam in the plates. That's what I was. Melami. Anything else, guys? Going, you guys yeah, wanna, going back to that, it's about what we're going to tell like our daughter or a son at that point. We obviously will explain that they're going to come with questions. Like, we're an open book. I'll, I'll tell <laughs> them. <laughs> 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 come closer. 
It, for me, like, we'll it. explain to them. You know, we'll we'll talk to when them. When I'm editing this shit, you know what's going to happen, right? Every time you're speaking, I have to go in and go volume up. And then, and then when you stop talking, I go volume down. Volume up. <laughs> pull, pull it towards you. It helps a lot. Yeah. But I, what, I, what, my, what my thing was, do you think it's appropriate to have stuff like that online as far as on social media? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now, I'm not saying... <laughs> that's it. I'm not saying... <laughs> that's, like, and that's the end of I'm one. I'm not saying, ladies and gentlemen, please tune in and go look at our ass pictures. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody's going to be curious no about your ass pictures. You guys notice we talked well, about ass. The viewers went down by 30. There's 30 people trying to look at those pictures. <laughs> hey, come back. Yeah. Come back. You can always go back and look at their asses. Don't worry. Uh, anything you guys want to chime in on, plug in what before we, we call it a night? Something, something we, we missed, missed that you guys would want to talk about. Nothing at all. No. Would you guys be open to join the Wise Nuts another time? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a great time with you guys, yeah, to be honest. Awesome. Thank you for having us. See, it wasn't as scary as you thought it would be. No. Well, you were scared, scared at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, I, but our, our viewers were very respectful. I, well, they well, listened thank you for that. And I told them that. they would be. They listened I was, to I was 98% sure, <laughs> but I thought the 2% are going to fuck up, but... They did okay. Why you do you have to use that word? Here, so, <coughs> the two percent. We went, yeah, we went, went three hours. Did we not hear the two percent question? <laughs> so here's so here's what here's what's gonna happen now. Once this podcast is over, and it's it's cut. What's gonna happen? Then is, the real stuff. Then the, then the viewer, then uh, the viewers are gonna go and they're gonna start. The real ass will show up after so, okay, so, so if we don't the mind, little, uh, we don't mind asking, punks. what is one of the bad questions that you guys got that you don't want to share with us? We well, seriously, you can oh, see shit, all of it. You you, you're not watching. No, you can, we, you can follow oh, all the No, questions. no, no, I was just saying. Like the they 2%. wanted to know about Dolce. I'm assuming that's your dog. Dolce's oh our dog. Yeah. yeah. What, what's going on with Dolce? Dolce walked I down the aisle. Him. He was a part of the wedding. He's a part of the family. He, and, had, uh, he had, had on the identical <laughs> cape that I did. Yeah, we uh, had in design. We had the someone f- asking if Dolce was going to join us today. Uh, no. I would have brought him. I'll bring him next time. <laughs> next time we'll have Dolce. <laughs> the, the funniest next. question we've ever got about Dolce is some, somebody put online said, hey, is the dog Armenian or Italian? <laughs> fucking stupid. They didn't ask if the dog's gay or not. <laughs> no, that's a funny question. They didn't ask. But the, it's the, Dolce's name is not spelled like Dolce Gabbana. Though. It is. Yes. Dolce, Dolce's of course name it is. is. But it's not Dolce, named for Dolce and Gabbana. It's just named Dolce. Dolce's name is Dolce Valentino Cracchiolo. It's Dolce's name. It's like oh, yeah, it's so a longer name than I do, bro. Oh, yeah, seriously. Who t- you took yeah. his last name. He is now Harut Cracchiolo. And that's the funniest stuff. So the other day, this Armenian, uh, who was it? We were going somewhere. And um, I had to give my ID. Oh, it was like a, you know how they have those like security people before you go into one of those like tented events or whatever. They check your ticket. We don't go to many many tented (laughs) events. So So anyway, so the guy wanted my driver's license and my my ticket. So I gave him my ticket. I gave him my driver's license. He looks at it. He goes, Harut. Are you Armenian? I go, yeah. He goes, but your last name is not. I go, I know. I took my husband's last name. And he goes, oh. Oh, okay. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an oxymoron because I have such a traditional first name and then a completely like non-Armenian well, Italian, last name. Italian, traditional yeah. Italian last yeah. name. Yeah. Very yeah. traditional. It should have been yeah. Harut Gambino or something like that. <laughs> Everybody, oh, okay, he's Armenian yeah. Italian, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a car to Italian, you know, right? You know what's funny is back in the days when I was a teenager, I remember so many Armenian guys in my late teens and early 20s would pretend to be Italian. For some reason, girls were atta- attracted to Italian guys. Everybody's name was, hey, my name's Tony, I'm Eric, <laughs> my name's Antonio. And what ends up happening is... <clears throat> 
this is a true story. These uh, these uh, two girls are like, man, uh, I'm um, dating this Italian guy, and the other was, oh wait, no way, man, I'm also it- dating an Italian guy. So they end up going out on a double date at the movies. These two guys look at each other, they're like, Fuck, are you Armenian? He goes, yeah, are you Armenian? <laughs> But the girls think they're both dating Italians for some reason. <laughs> so oh it's uh, and now we have uh, Armenian who married an Italian and took his last name after so many years. Remind me to tell you a story about that after we go off air. <laughs> Let's see if I think we had a couple more last. Who's the guy? Who's the girl? Sako had that question. Which there, we, we've already answered we that. Did we answer that. that? Oh yeah, they're both husbands. Sako, you can't come in half-assed. Through the show and start asking the same questions. He's been in it. He's been co- going, <laughs> going in and, and dipping out. out. <laughs> what are you recording a new song? <laughs> hey, actually, you should do a song about the wise. The wise. Right? He should mention the wise. Well, no, we should. Ha- we should have Sako make our introduction music. That's how he's gonna say cut the check. <laughs> cut the check. Yeah. Cut as soon as we say introduction music. Cut. The we'll check. cut the check. I don't know if it's gonna cash though. It'll probably bounce. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make the check, Sako. We're ready, baby. <clears throat> Oh, we should thank you guys for coming out. Seriously, seriously, it's thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, we really wanted people to hear your side of the story. And look, it's always about educating, educating people on what it's like to 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 be a gay married couple, to grow up gay, to have the challenges. Because these days, I think everybody at least there's there's one person direct indirectly in their family who's facing this challenge. Uh, I hear it more and more these days, and it's good to to hear that. There's a lot of successful people out there. Just because you're gay doesn't mean, you know, you have to struggle in life. You can you can come out at an earlier age, make the best of your life, and, and you guys basically uh, attest to that, and that's why we wanted to have you on the show. I had a lot of people ask me, well, why are you bringing these gay guys on? I'm like, what are these gay guys on? I mean, they're successful people. <laughs> they're married couple. They're like, we're not human. We're, yeah. also, we're humans. I'm not we're gonna, normal. We're human beings. I'm not going to... Get you know they're not contagious. I'm not gonna get the gay virus. He's gonna get the gay coronavirus. (laughs) So like seriously, it's like for us, it's like it's like we kind of look past it. We're like you know we're having these guys on to kind of break the ice and let them let them basically come out and tell their story because all that's been going on is basically people talking and talking and talking and talking. It's like all right, you know what? Let's see if we can get them on. Yeah. And the fact that you guys did join us, that takes a lot of coming. Oh, yeah. We appreciate it, man. We do appreciate oh, yeah. that. We appreciate Thank it. You I was surprised us. when I heard you guys were actually coming on. Yeah, Armand is like, Rosario and Howard are coming on. I'm like, no, man. He goes, yeah. I'm like, no, man. I he seriously goes, didn't think you Yeah, guys. and then when he was like, it's confirmed, <laughs> we're like, all right, cool. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Let's talk. I, yeah. I, I think my voice over the phone convinced Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Keep telling yourself that, <laughs> buddy. He's right next to me. <laughs> He's gonna go to Rosario. Like, hey, can you can you make your voice a little bit deeper? <laughs> hey, honey, me and Arno are leaving here now. Oh gosh. Oh, Anyways, shit. all right, guys. Thanks so much for being with thank us. You, yes. Thank you. Thanks for taking time out of your <laughs> Monday. Uh, thanks to our viewers, our watchers, our followers. Thanks for all the support, guys, and our listeners, and our listeners, of course. You guys, we're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We just got signed with iHeartRadio. They actually gave us finally. The licensing for it, we're on iHeartRadio. We now signed with Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, Woo! right. Uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts. YouTube, go subscribe, go follow, go show us some love. Um, follow these gentlemen as well. You guys, you want to pitch your Instagram names? or Yeah, well, well your swim. Your my swim, swim is um, at Salvador de Swim. And then my personal is at 
Whatever it is, we don't need that online. (laughs) (laughs) Salvatore Swim for his swim brand would be great. There you go. All right, guys. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys next week with our next guest. Thank you for joining us.